0: On this episode, we discuss deep water, a perfect example of why rich people should have jobs. Welcome to the Flophouse. I am Dan McCoy. Thanks for saying
1: that,
2: Dan. Uh, I'm Stuart <laughs> <You're> Wellington. <welcome. laughs> I appreciate both of you laying the groundwork for my entrance as Elliot Kalen, <laughs> mm-hmm. starring as himself in the role of Elliot Kalen. <laughs> yep.
1: Now, if you're tuning in, this is a podcast. Uh, yeah. Can you
0: help you get me that with part the right. part? <laughs> yep. And uh, what do we
2: do on this podcast, Dan? Well, Things we watch two.
0: a bad movie and then we talk about it. And I, I want to address over the years, you know, the definition of a bad movie. Like, we just... Let's just say we wear the mantle lightly. Sometimes – We
2: should just change it. We should officially change it to we watch a movie and then we talk about it. Yeah. Well, I, you know what? We don't I'm going to wanna... submit that motion. Guys, I am propose a motion. We This is what we would normally do at our weekly parliamentary meetings mm-hmm. we, uh, at yeah. house Business. So I'd like to introduce some new business. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'd like to introduce that we officially change the motto from we watch a bad movie and we talk about it to we watch a movie and we talk about it. I'm looking for a second. Who would like to second <laughs> that uh, motion? I'll second it. Uh, okay, uh, okay, so second it. That goes to a vote. All in favor, say aye. Aye. <laughs> aye. I do think uh, it oh, confuses. Okay. okay, Stuart, I was worried you were okay. just putting me out there to, to just to flap in the wind. Okay, Stuart, yeah, oh, and all, all, all opposed say nay.
0: This really took me by surprise. I guess
2: I'm not going to oppose it. I oh, just okay. think wow. it does. So that's two in favor, <laughs> no against. Motion passes. That's yeah. yeah. a I I have have perfect time the to seize power from Dan. Is in the middle
1: of the episode. <laughs> it was. <laughs>
0: yeah. Look, I think I, I personally think that not saying anything about bad movies kind of muddies the premise a bit. But I will. I I just this was, Dan,
2: you had Dan we. Debate was opened and closed. You had your chance to vote against the motion, and you ab- you ab- you decided to abdicate your, your responsibility. The whole, the whole point, this vote. is just
0: prelude to say that sometimes we watch a movie that got middling reviews that we're kind of interested in. Like, uh-huh. We're like, oh, okay. we, we, we're curious about that. Let's Now, see it. it's interesting, Dan, that you use the term muddied
1: because the movie we watched is called Deep Water, a thing that can sometimes be muddy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
2: As it is later <laughs> in the movie, yeah.
0: Deep, muddy water. <laughs>
2: Okay, Deep, this is- muddy
0: waters. The the blues <laughs> musician. Yeah, yeah, yeah. His book of poetry. <laughs> um,
1: so, Dan, you did all the research and background on this movie. Did I? Uh, it was directed by Adrian Lynn, correct? Mm-hmm. Uh, a man known for uh, a Do boy known for making bangers. Want to list yeah, some of the credits? Former
2: former Academy Award nominee for Fatal Attraction for directing. He made uh, Nine and a Half Weeks. He made Indecent Proposal. He made Flashdance. Right? Mm-hmm. He made mm-hmm. Jacob's Ladder. Jacob's Ladder. He had a real. He was a real major director of the 80s and early 90s. Any, and any, this is his, I, his, his last movie this was is, like
1: 20 years ago, right? And it was. Yeah, this is his uh, first movie in 20
2: yes. years after Unfaithful. Unfaithful, and was
1: a, film, a certified grade A hot movie.
2: Yeah, that, yeah it was well, like it a like, minor
0: hit. I mean, like, in, in so much as any movie of that nature can be one these days. So it's kind of weird mean, that. Of he a sexual nature? Took, well, I mean, just like. Uh, adult dramas,
2: let's call them. So Adrian Lynn is known for making steamy movies. Mm-hmm. That's why they call him Steamy Lynn mm-hmm. uh, And that's what he's known <laughs> as if you ever meet him. Uh, uh-huh. people, like the same way Charles Schultz was known as Sparky. Adrian Lynn is uh-huh. known as Steamy. And yeah, okay. they used to hang out together as Sparky and Steamy, a jazz combo. <laughs>
0: mm-hmm. Okay, well, this is all important background. As Stewart, yeah. So Charles Schultz for. would play the
2: would play the marimbas, and Adrian Lynn would play uh, the vibraphone. So and, you know, they, classic yeah. steamer. As long as we're kind of going in the background, I think it's fun. Like,
0: so this was a movie that was originally going to uh, have a theatrical release. It got yes. delayed a bit, and then it finally got dumped to Hulu. And it was funny to me that the I read a couple of articles like on this to see sort of what the process was, why why this happened this way. And in more than one... I think o- once they saw the movie, they said, we can't release <laughs> okay. this in theaters. <laughs> what do you say, Dave? There's certainly been way worse movies released and in you, theaters. And
1: you said... And no, you said, no. Um, yeah, A uh, Weekend Morbius comes out. The uh, So, <laughs> but you say dump to Hulu as if Hulu isn't arguably the best movie-based streaming service. Oh,
0: uh, yes, I still think that to... This movie escaped the streaming trap in that it did get a fair amount of like talk
2: about it, but well, I feel and they like advertised it, which is usually what doesn't happen.
0: Yes, I feel like dumped to streaming only in so much as like movies get released on streaming by the crateful every week and so many of them just get lost. But um I think
2: Netflix released four thousand movies this weekend. Yeah. And many of them are science fiction action movies that normally would have gotten a theatrical <laughs> release. Now they're me, just getting dumped. Let me
0: quickly circle around to the point though. In more than one article they were like, oh you know the the studio looked at the failure of other adult programming like West Side Story and was like, I think we should put this on streaming and it's a it's a really real sign of our times that 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 went unnoticed by me at first i'm like oh yeah that makes sense and then i'm like what world do we live in where like adult themed movies like meaning like non-franchise films are so rare that we can put West Side Story and Deep Water under the same umbrella. And initially I'm like, yeah, yeah, sure. Of course. The failure of West Side Story makes sense. Mm-hmm. Like, anyway. <laughs> that was the point. That was the point.
2: Yeah. I mean, th- I mean it's a good point that we, we do live in this strange uh, theatrical dystopia where <laughs> only movies that are appeal to, um, I all, guess. All quadrants. Like, all quadrants. like AKA Not even all teenagers. quadrants. All, only mo- movies that appeal to teenage dudes are basically like yeah. that's the, like, that's the test. And mm-hmm. I don't think I think if you went to see Deep Water in the theaters, you would have been like, that was not a movie I should have seen in a movie theater. That was there's not a lot that was of movie, a movie. Here, But I should
0: have rented uh, and watched late at night at home. If <laughs> I, I should was the have, team. exactly. I
1: should have gone to my friend Tracy Letts' personal screening room and watched it with Tracy Letts and his beautiful <laughs> I do wife love, Carrie I do love Coon. That this is
2: this is now the second in a, an unofficial Tracy Letts month, <laughs> basically after Ghostbusters yeah. Afterlife. Yeah. That Tracy Letts is now is now the superstar of the Fluff House. Oh, but I, oh, but if, I, so I will only, say, but Dan...
1: If only Tracy Letts brought the same energy to Ghostbusters Afterlife that he brings to this <laughs> movie.
2: Tracy Letts, he does have my favorite scene in the movie. This movie takes a <laughs> oh, hard yes. right turn into farce at the end of it. He has, he has and,
1: two really great scenes, one of which takes place over a dinner table mm-hmm. uh, and involves yeah, yelling yeah. at Goldie quite a bit. And the other one involves... He has, he, <laughs> one, awkwardly one takes place running. over the dinner table where he
2: and his family are eating in their backyard cemetery somehow. <laughs> and the... <laughs> And the other one is—is is, we'll get to it. There's, there's so, also a scene where he gets it showed snails. Let's not forget that. He has, one. Well, this this <laughs> movie. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna warn the audience ahead of time. This movie is gonna sound more bonkers than it is when we go mm-hmm. through the plot because there are a few bonkers moments in it, and there are a few. And I was there are a few moments where I was like movie you should have run with this like the first yeah. time ben affleck goes down to his snail basement and mm-hmm. goes into a fugue state watching <laughs> snails have sex that's what the movie should have followed like the movie yeah. should have followed that path yeah. and instead it keeps coming up for air for too long uh to keep the deep water uh a metaphor going okay it, so the movie but, oh, yeah, Wait, what wait you right, saying? this movie is i didn't find out after, uh, until the credits rolled that this movie is based on a patricia highsmith novel mm-hmm. and when we get to the end maybe we'll talk about how the, the novel ends very differently than the movie and it th- and it Makes it a very different story, and I think changing the ending may have thrown a lot of the the build up to it out of whack, out of proportion. But we'll see. We'll get to that if I remember, which I might not. So the movie opens with Vic Van Vic Van
1: Allen, played by Ben Affleck, <laughs> uh, riding his bike around Little Wesley, Louisiana. Uh, and he gets home, uh, and takes his shoes off and we realize he was doing this whole bike ride without socks on <laughs> madness. <laughs> and then he strips his yeah, clothes. Yeah, that's why
2: they call him blisters Van Allen.
1: <laughs> yeah. He strips his clothes off on the porch while his wife, Melinda, Played by Anna De Armas, mm-hmm. uh, watches and then she goes off to her separate bedroom. Uh, there seems to be trouble in paradise. They also now, have a I'll daughter s- named Trixie. <laughs> uh, that's about they,
2: it. that. Do- the daughter Trixie seems to uh, exist and not exist when the movie needs yeah. her to not exist. There's that's a there's, perfect a, there's child. a scene. And at, during one of the many party scenes, you see that Trixie is with them at the party and then they're driving home in a car that has no Trixie in the backseat and <laughs> they start doing sexual things. And, and yeah. my wife and I are watching and all we could say was, where's your daughter? <laughs> like, what, what's going on? The, you know, and so She's she hanging out went, with
0: Tracy Letts overnight there. <laughs> so <you> know, Trixie
2: <laughs> and Tracy, they were, a, they were a jazz combo, Trixie yeah. and Tracy. Trixie would play the marimbas and Tracy's, Tracy Letts would play the vibraphone. But uh, the, Anna DeArmas, I do want to say, I really liked her in... Um, what was it no time everything. to die what was that last she's probably like doing everything cuz she's great. Yeah, she's she's, a, she's good she, i feel she's a little in over her head in this movie but she's very good as like a a a, a like cute charming lady firing guns at people in that last James Bond movie so uh, but in this, I feel like she was not. I, I mean, like the thing the problem- is that she she can she
1: gets by on like her almost endless supply of charisma. She is very charming. Yes, and it's and
2: just, the real issue here is not you don't quite know well, what s- these characters are doing. Yeah, I would say the issue yes, the real, is the not real,
0: with her; it's with the way no, the characters. It's written. No, with Ben Affleck.
2: Well, I, I think it's the <laughs> way the characters written, and I but I also think it's the issues with Ben Affleck, and we'll get it. We maybe we will get into like they have very little chemistry together, and it's one of these movies where it's a married couple that is unhappy, and you're like. Were they ever happy? Yeah, it's hard for me to imagine them even dating, like, let alone <laughs> getting married. Like, it's yeah. So Ben Ben Affleck, he kind of stumbles through this in in what I what I would call a sort of Fred Flintstone esque uh, like feel, where he's just kind of like. <laughs> He's gone he, full he, into a kind of a sad yeah,
0: like so, I would say
2: he, before we yeah, get into affleck, the like
1: yeah. the full details of the plot, just yeah. to give a little bit of the background of the characters, we'll we'll eventually learn that Vic is retired. Uh, he developed microchips that are used in drones, primarily for drone warfare. But he is mm-hmm. now retired, and he makes a photographic magazine. And he cares for <laughs> his <laughs> Called snail, xenophon, and uh-huh. then he, uh, which sounds like a fucking sick pinball machine. Uh, yeah,
2: xenophon is that's that's uh, Socrates' wife, right? was Xenophon?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. The inspiration of pinball. I'm <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh,
2: no, sorry. So, sorry. Xenophon was the a, was a philosopher. Who was Socrates' wife? I got to look it up. <laughs> Is
0: Socrates married? Zanthip, Is there a, I'm sorry. Uh, Zan-
3: yeah, Socrates?
2: Yeah. I'm sorry. Xanthipp <laughs> Zan- was – Xanthippe was, uh, was Socrates' mm-hmm. wife. Uh-huh. Xenophon was just a philosopher. Yep. So and the uh, Xenomorph yeah isn't from alien he is from alien. That was Socrates' alien. Well, <laughs> yeah. that's how a lot uh, that's it in Pla- in Plato's Alien Resurrection. <laughs> that's when Socrates is put on trial and they're forced to shove an alien egg down his throat and then yeah. it bursts through his belly, uh-huh. uh, executing him for corrupting the youth of Athens. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, uh, so Vic don't is, worry, Dan. He comes back in the, in the later sequel. Okay. So, I Vic, was worried. so Vic
1: is like yeah. a wealthy, retired daddy type character. Uh, he's got a daughter and he's a good dad. He drives her to yeah. school and he lets her play he's a great dad. Lets her play, uh, what the Ro- old McDonald. old McDonald all the time on their Alexa. <laughs>
0: I, I don't know about that. That was the point. Where, that was the point in the movie where I'm like, uh, maybe you should, you know, I know that you're having these psychosexual games with one another. <laughs> maybe you should present a unified front of no old McDonald playing all the time
2: and his
1: wife melinda is uh unsatisfied in their relationship she drinks heavily uh and as we'll (laughs) see constantly
2: fucking every guy that's
1: true yeah (laughs) so uh they go to a fancy party um this this whole movie takes place in what looks to be like a wealthy recently gentrified suburb of new orleans
2: Yes, and they they now they they go to a series of wealthy parties. This one is, I believe, hosted by their friend Lil Ray Howry. Mm-hmm. Uh, and but could anyone figure out what the purpose of this party was? At first, it's so fancy, and there's a caterer and a bartender. I assumed it was like a corporate event, but I well, think it's just a house party.
1: Yeah, it lo- it almost looks like a like a New Year's Eve party or something.
2: Yeah, like, it was like a holiday party with no holiday attached. And then as the movie went on, it just became clear these people's lives are an endless That's round the thing. Array of parties. Rich people need jobs, you know. Yeah. yeah
1: uh so yeah everybody's very wealthy uh and then like midway through the party uh a a blonde young handsome guy Joel shows up <laughs> and he and melinda kind of run off uh and like canoodle i feel like that's yeah. the the easiest yes. descriptor
0: i and yeah. i don't look while Vic watches on i don't wanna yeah. I you cannot it is me it is cruel to say anything about anyone's appearance, I know that this character is styled so that you were like, this guy's a doofus, but I took an immediate dislike to this first person that Ana de Armas was sleeping with. I'm like, why... This guy, like everyone else well, in the movie, I'm like, yeah, he, sure, why not? Sleep around. He's a real, he's a real, he's, type, he's, he, a,
2: he's a real himbo type, Dan. He's he's a real yeah, himbo. Yeah, Dan, come and, on. And he, it seems like us speaking for himbos. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah talk Stuart for your can, people. can represent <laughs> the himbos in the audience. Uh, I think the movie is making a case at a certain point, starting with him, that she is choosing these guys for maximum irritation of her husband. Yeah. Like, the candidates that she chooses for her her rendezvous. Uh, are guys that she knows her husband is going to be really pissed off that she's seeing. (laughs) Every single guy,
1: when they're like, when they go off together, he like looks around, every guy looks around the house like he's worried the parents are going to show up.
2: Yes, like yeah. for
1: it immediately to me is the least attractive thing in the world because it makes them seem like they're little baby boys. <laughs> <laughs> they
2: all, yeah, he, he especially looks like a little baby. It's like she's dating like a sixteen-year-old, and I'm like, what is this licorice pizza? Anyway, oh, so <laughs> keep bringing it up. I should mention at this point that uh, this is a movie about sexual mind games, and it is also Hasbro's first erotic films. It's Hasbro, the toy company, Speaking owns games. the entertainment company that made this movie. So I, I was waiting for Mr. Potato Head to show up. He, he doesn't, but. How funny it would be later on Tracy Letts comes up as like a uh, he comes in will as like someone who doubts uh Ben Affleck is above board but how great would have been if Mr. Potato Head just played that role and it would have been it's like Mr. Potato Head is available. like I don't know Vic I don't trust you <laughs> okay so uh so Vic
1: watches his wife uh you know kiss and uh, hang out with this guy and she's doing it in full view of their friends And, uh, uh, mean, meanwhile, uh, I have my notes say really cool band is playing rock music by the pool. It's like, (laughs) it feels like the kind of thing that my parents would be like, we went to this party and the coolest band was playing. (laughs) And the band
2: gets a lot of screen time. Yeah. They get a lot of, a lot of attention. Uh,
1: so Vic's friend, Mary. (laughs) I was like, is this Adrian Lynn's band? Yeah, it probably is. He's well, he just works the merch table. Um, so, uh, and plays the marimbas. Vic's friend Mary takes him aside and expresses his concern. Over the course of the movie, multiple friends of theirs will take Vic aside and express their concerns that Melinda is basically making a public cuckold of Vic.
2: And now, guys, I was wondering, his friends are very openly discussing this with him, and I was and, and almost casually like, "Hey, you gotta you gotta keep an eye on your you gotta keep a, your wife on a tighter leash. She's really making a fool out of you." Is that would you feel comfortable saying that to a friend of yours? Well, I w- certainly wouldn't put it that way. Like,
0: <laughs> I mean, it's kind of
2: how they're saying it. Though. No, they're, I know, like, I know. I
0: mean, like, I, I, just, I don't think I would butt in because here is the thing. Like, it's never quite clear to what degree Ben Affleck is saving face or what degree this is true. But like later on, it is indicated that he's like, okay, well, like this is our arrangement, you know, like whether uh-huh. or not it infuriates him, it's their arrangement, and and the. The problem, I guess, in so much as it is, is that, like, she is so visibly uh, doing this, you know, in front of all their friends in a way that, You could say
2: she's got it, so she's flaunting it. Mm -hmm.
0: Yeah, which is, like... Working him up. Now, like, to, to a degree, and we'll get into it, this just seems to be their sex game, like, to some yeah, well, degree the, or another. Well, I kept
2: waiting for the moment where it was revealed that this was their sex game, and yeah. it just kept not happening. And I was like, oh, they're really holding off on this reveal for a There's, long time. And then the movie ended, and I was like, oh, okay, I guess that's not their sex game. I mean, I feel
1: like with all relationships, this one suffers from a lack of clear communication. Yeah.
2: <laughs> well, I mean, like, because I yeah, think— Yeah, I think that's fair.
1: Between they, both them and with their friends, like— if if you're going to bring your I guess poly lifestyle around your friends, you might want to inform them.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah. And if you're bringing your polio string cheese around your friends, bring enough to share. Huh? And That's make sure inform skin. them
0: about that. that there's cheese yeah. to share. But <laughs> no, I mean because it is like it is like they love each other in their way, and like Ana de Armas seems definitely doing this because of Ben Affleck. Like she's always like seeking out his eyes in the party. It's not like she's like so. Like these people are fine. She likes them, but like the main point to her seems to be to provoke her husband, and her husband is like sexually provoked by it quite a bit, and mm-hmm. seems to like it until the until a certain point, and then yeah. it switches from horny to I'm going to kill yeah, people. We call,
2: we called the murder <laughs> yeah. point. He, um, he turns. He gets hangry, which is a combination of horny and angry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah.
1: Uh, so
2: Melinda gets drunk. Hangry. Would porn free be better?
0: Yeah.
1: And she plays the piano for the party and sings a song. It's great. Uh then this is where this is where things start getting a little serious. Uh Vic bumps into Joel at the bartender and he tips the bartender 20 bucks. Really big dick and Joel here. And then uh <laughs> and then he then there's a scene of him sinister hand of some sinister hand washing where he explains <laughs> that there's a missing man, Martin McRae, who uh was a was a potentially past lover of Melinda's who is missing and that Vic suggests that he's the one who killed him. Uh, to Joel, and Joel takes him a little while to wrap his little noggin around it. But <laughs> yeah. he, really? when, it there, really, when it gets there, when it gets
2: there, he he bounces out of that
1: party pretty fast.
2: Watching watching the idea, watching the understanding of this threat unfold in his mind is like watching a semi time lapse of a chicken hatching out of an egg. Yeah. Where you are like, okay, okay, I will it's, say, it, like this is It poked most... a little hole. Okay, he's okay. He's pushing farther. Okay, finally. Okay, oh, okay, he's out. He's out. That's yeah. the
0: most likable Joel is in the movie, I think, because he 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 seems so like winningly naive that he he's just like, oh, you couldn't be a murderer. And the thing is like
2: Joel, there are, two, there are two moments that make him kind of likable and it's that and it's also later on when with childish lack of guile, he uh, he compliments a cheese sandwich that he's eating. <laughs> he's, just, that he's been made a grilled cheese sandwich by Vic and he's just like, this honestly is fucking awesome. Like he's just so genuinely enjoying
1: this cheese sandwich. And the thing is like, and Joel, you know, despite the threat, Joel comes back And other men fall into the same trap. And the thing is, I kind of understand, because you know what? I'd probably get killed by the species lady, too, is what I'm trying to say. Yeah, yeah, (laughs) (laughs) I'm an idiot. (laughs) Okay, so uh, Joel leaves. Melinda gets mad. They they drive home, and there's some sensual apple eating, (laughs) where Melinda pulls out a already partially eaten apple out of her kid's lunch and then yeah. eats it and shares it with Ben and it's, it's, a, it's pretty a little, hot.
2: It's a little on the nose that that the lady takes a bite out of an apple and then gives <laughs> it to her husband to take a bite out of. I'm like, Adrian Lynn, come on. Is, it, could, could, is, there, is there a way to get a more obvious metaphor into this movie? I'm not sure. And it, like, it, all he needed later was like a train going through a tunnel mm-hmm. while someone's having <laughs> sex, you know.
1: And you know, and he's a little, uh, he's a little shaken so he needs to calm down so he goes down and checks out his can we all agree? Awesome snail collection. Well, yeah. Before,
2: before that, before that, I just want to mention she goes home and starts making coffee, coffee topless while the babysitter ha- is still at the, in the house. We've, and have all been there. And he's like, He's like, can you wait till the babysitter leaves (laughs) to start taking your clothes off? And she's like, wow, God, you're such a, I hate you. You're such a prude. (laughs) So yeah, he has to, he has to, he has to cool off by going to his amazing uh, snail lake. Yeah, his snail cave. Can you, yeah, can you describe it? Uh, It's it's like a
1: garage with uh, like plastic flaps, like you would see in like a walk-in cooler. There's a mister. There's all these like tanks uh, filled with snails. They're like, it's all over. There's snails all over
2: the place. You know, I gotta say. And those snails are having a... Hell of a good time! Yeah, Those snails are all over each other. They're going yeah. crazy, and you know snail orgy. As somebody yeah. who's recently started, snorgy, <laughs> yeah.
1: As somebody who's recently started including uh, snail essence into their skincare routine, <laughs> oh, yeah. I, I was so excited. I was like, "Oh, give me oh, some I thought- of that snail grease." <laughs>
2: I, I thought you were going to say snails in your love play. Oh yeah, there's, there's I mean
1: a, that was long. I mean that's not new.
2: I've been doing that forever. There's a, there's a part where he's where he's like rubbing lotion on uh on Melinda's legs, and I was like, oh, he wants her to be covered with mucus like one of the <laughs> snails. Now,
0: now the existence of the snail cave and Bat, uh, Batman himself, Ben Affleck in uh, this role, <laughs> makes me wonder if you know this this could do as there could be a spin off here of of snail man and how snail man i don't know he avenges uh, against uh cheaters i guess is
2: what he well, do. yeah so what and so what would snail man's powers be Snailman, obviously he yeah he goes after uh, he goes after those who have cuckolded other men and what and what are his powers well yeah. based on <laughs>
0: based on Audrey's uh-huh. research into snail sex that she was doing during the movie okay uh, he 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 would uh he would be able to you know lure a mate with his snail trail and um <laughs> during intercourse he would have two penises okay
2: uh, these aren't really po- <laughs> crime fighting powers you say, you say snail trails snail if powers. you
0: don't know it's a euphemism Dan. yeah <laughs> all right. We're getting to a weird area. What, what, what what's next? In this we're movie?
2: getting into a weird area and talking about this sex movie that involves Ben Affleck like, gazing longingly on snails. Cool. And again, this is the when this happened, I was like, all right, movie, you're getting weird. I like this. This is gonna get weird. But <laughs> yeah, it, yeah. then it pulls it doesn't back get as almost weird, instantly. Yeah. Yeah. So uh yeah, so he's a good dad. His
1: friends are still trying to convince him to confront his wife. Melinda finds out that he scared off Joel with this like everybody's talking about him you know, saying he murdered Martin. Like mm-hmm. all his friends, it's <laughs> the talk of the town. Like if you look at the the little Wesley Tadler, that's the fucking front
0: page This story. is definitely like the sort of town, A, where there's always a party, and B, where everyone knows Ben Affleck and Anna de business. Now I can yes. believe the second one more because it is so public and they're like, you know, two hot people in town with very public problems. He's uh, got a face built
1: for paparazzos. Who's
0: been like yeah. claiming that he killed someone. But then again, it, it also does feel like – it just feels very old-fashioned, which in a way that's weird since they've modernized the the, the setting of
2: this story. It definitely feels more like a novel from the 50s, yeah. which it is. Mm-hmm. that, And also that like nobody – does anyone use the internet ever No, in this movie? No. I don't think so. I and, think once you get that, to a certain a point world. of wealth
1: – I mean, you would think that maybe if they had the internet, they would be like, oh, yeah, I mean – I don't have to do all this we- these weird psychosexual games. I can play fucking Elden Ring. <laughs> yeah, <look> yeah. fucking OnlyFans or like a sunroom but, or some shit.
2: Yeah. Oh, you know, I guess I guess Trixie uses her Alexa to play Old McDonald's. That's the one time someone uses the internet. Yeah. In the but yeah, you think you think <laughs> the the internet would be helping them with a lot of this? They wouldn't have to live so openly, or people might be able to like research stuff. I don't know. Although anyway.
1: I guess a smartphone is a pretty important. Uh, plot point later oh, that's on the right. movie. But we'll later, get about, yeah. right. how yeah. could
2: I forget the best scene in the movie? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. We'll how could I forget you. the best scene in the movie okay. involves a smartphone. So, uh she
1: found out that he scared off Joel and she needs him to apologize. Uh seems weird, but okay, cuz yeah. at this point we still don't really know what their arrangement is. Um yeah. So they invite Joel over for a nice dinner. We find out that he's allergic to shellfish. You know what else he has shells?
2: Snails. Yep. And he can't eat Ben Affleck's famous family lobster bisque, mm-hmm. which uh, Melinda says, I hate lobster bisque. So he, he has to make like, him
0: like a little baby boy grilled is, cheese. So, yeah. Sorry. Oh, sorry. I, no, it's okay. I, uh, no, I was just thinking about how like there are a couple times in the movie where the movie sets up that. Various things are poisonous to people, and nothing comes no of it. No one gets
2: poisoned. Yeah. I mean, they talk later, he t- they talk about, yeah, how, oh, if you don't starve a snail and make sure its intestines are empty when you cook it, then you'll poison yourself. And you're waiting for him to sacrifice his snails but, to, yeah. uh, but he to makes, kill someone, and it doesn't happen.
1: He makes that statement so that people don't just eat his snails despite him yes. saying they're not for eating this fucking nutsack yeah. is like no you won't miss That's a yeah, full of mean, them
2: i'm like, like come on i'll just why don't i just scoop up a bunch of your pets and throw them in a pot of water and we'll yeah. eat them it's like i don't know why he you doesn't won't even let let know how to eat it.
0: your snails man don't be weird yeah, and about you know it.
2: why don't i why don't i just take your daughter and, and butcher her and make hamburgers <laughs> out of her we can do that too <laughs> It's, it's like, like well, everything in your house is edible, right? I mean, Why don't I take this chair and we it's can mine. take bites? Oh my! Why in would town? you ever
0: murder me? <laughs> There's like uh, the odor of snails. They're coming like cartoon hobos. Like <laughs> want to you eat your snails?
2: Just, yeah, he's, he puts his snails out on the on the windowsill to get some fresh air, <laughs> and all the townspeople come by and snatching them up. You know.
1: <laughs> okay, so we find out that he's allergic to shellfish, so he makes him a little grilled cheese. Anna eats the grilled cheese, and honestly, at that point, I'm like, I want a grilled cheese
2: too. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, and they make it sound great. They're both really they, – yeah. they enjoy this grilled cheese so much more than I think anyone in the movie enjoys the sex that they're having. Mm-hmm. Like it's just real real satisfaction. Mm-hmm.
1: you know. Uh, so they have uh, – Vic and Melinda have a fight in front of Joel and then she makes him take their daughter upstairs to read bedtime stories while she seduces him. And the the obviousness of the seduction here is like more extreme – like I've seen more careful uh, interactions in a cuckold like Brazzers production, mm. right? Like, like I've seen better sneaking around in one of
2: in an actual porno movie. <laughs> in, in, in the porns you watch, where people are having sex behind a kitchen island, and the yes. other person fails to see it, it's more believable than, than the th- whole time. Than this one. When
1: I see those, I'm like, man, I wish I had a bigger kitchen. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Not for I the sex,
1: so
0: just for so if, yeah. if I if I if I had a big enough island, <laughs> an island big enough for
2: someone. To Hide behind like somebody somebody yeah, yeah. somebody giving me a blowjob could never hide behind this
1: butcher's block. <laughs> yeah, yeah, when I'm checking when I'm checking out the <laughs> listing, I'm like, "Uh, I'm going to need to bring this dummy in." And like, <laughs> sure, you stand, Hold you on, stand over there me, where
2: the dining room. Yeah. Let, we you can, sit over there where the dining room table is going to be. Can you see the dummy behind gotta the Can <laughs> right on this? Can you <laughs> All right, now from the bedroom. Okay, now we're now we're gonna need to go into the bedroom and see if the door, if I can open the door just enough that you can see my face, but not the person behind me. Yeah, yeah. Uh, okay. Ooh. Okay, now let's do the same thing with the shower curtains. I need every every room. I need to do this in.
1: <laughs> yeah,
2: and you said how many glory holes are in this house? <laughs> None. <Huh. laughs> Is the well, listing, well, the listing the listings, really should have said. <laughs> well. There's two of what you would normally call a glory hole, and then this this room has a hole in the wall that could function as a glory <laughs> hole. That's why we said three in the uh-huh. listing. Uh-huh. Oh, classic Braum. New York real estate. where Brom the boy lives. <laughs> who knows?
1: Okay, uh, it's Brahms, right? Not Brom. I'm I'm, I'm an idiot. Oh man, Braum. edit that. Braum's edit that. Out, Alex. Yeah, wait, <laughs>
2: wait. Leaving all the gross shit. <laughs> wait, like so. Wait, Brom is the fantasy painter. Brahms is the boy who lives in the walls. Okay, great. Yeah, yeah we got you. it.
1: Okay. okay, and, and Krom is uh, Conan's god.
2: Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, Melinda hangs
1: out with Joel, and then she she makes Vic serve him a drink, <laughs> at which point Vic is like, here's your drink. Okay, I called you an Uber. And Joel's like, I didn't call an Uber. And he's like, well, you should, because I'll murder you. So he gets <laughs> in the car and leaves.
2: He goes, by the way, I did kill that other guy, yeah. McRae. What? So- uh,
1: next scene we got, we're at a, yet another party this time. Tracy Letts shows up. Hell yeah, baby. And <laughs> he's playing like a, like a novelist or a screenwriter or some kind of a writer he's, he, working he's on a, a modern he's, noir.
2: He's a writer who writes noirs and he has a screenplay going on and he, he tells them about a screenplay that ju- of his that's getting produced and he describes it and it sounds like the most boring yeah. story ever. He's like, yeah, it's kind of autobiographical. A young writer uh, gets caught up in a... Mystery, and it turns out there's secrets uh, and a shadowy whatever, and it's like, do you even want like yeah, your yeah. story? Yeah, yeah. Well, also, like, so this is this could be an angel investor. He could be talking to the fucking <laughs> sharks right now. <laughs> so. he's t- yeah, like he's talking to Vic. Vic has money to burn. Like, yeah, and he and he also he goes out of his way to piss to uh, to point out that Vic's invention kills people all the time. And Vic goes, uh, could the drones that I, my chip is used for could deliver food to poor children. And he goes, but they don't. And he goes, no, they don't. <laughs> it's just funny for Ben like that. My <laughs> where he admits, like,
0: no, it, it only kills yeah. people. Yeah. And I, so let's, the moment he shows up, knowing that he's a, a writer of mysteries or thrillers, you're like, okay, well, here's the fly and the ointment. And mm-hmm. he turns out to be like a, this is the thing that feels most like classic Patricia Highsmith to me. Cause I read, you know, all like the Ripley books as well as a couple of the other, and like this guy who is not dumb, like, but sort of like blunders into the story, takes a dislike to the murdering hero. And is not as smart as he thinks he L- let's is. Let's call him or
2: protagonist. Is- I don't. A, a hero is a stretch. Let's say mm-hmm. protagonist. Okay. Yeah. The protagonist. Well. Uh,
0: yeah. Okay. Antihero.
2: But like. Okay. hero Sure. They
0: think. You know. They think that they're smart enough to tangle with this person, and they're not as smart or as desperate. And you know, we'll see what yeah. happens. But like, it now, feels I've very high.
2: I've never <laughs> read anything by Patricia Highsmith, but I read stuff under a pseudonym Patricia Lowsmith. but that's mostly a lot of like oh, knockabout farce. <laughs> oh, I knew he was going to go you know. there, guys. <laughs> it's, it's, it's <laughs> he a, did It's a lot of handicap fan fiction. Hell yeah, I Don't... Never say Elliot doesn't know <laughs> about antonyps. <laughs> He's <was>
1: kidding.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, once it
1: gets rolling. Okay. Now, I've also
2: read a book by Patricia Blacksmith, but that was just about making horseshoes. Oh, okay. cool! Yeah, yeah.
1: And yeah. Patricia Silversmith, who wrote Johnny Tremaine. So, uh, yeah,
2: uh, <laughs> I'm in the game too, boys.
1: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. On on the, the Stuart is Stuart on has the board. Stuart
0: injured. Okay,
1: Dan's still trailing. Okay, so uh, this is where kidding, this David, is where David, things get a little bit spicy. Uh,
2: Vic decides <laughs> spicy like a good Nolans gumbo. Oh She's yeah. Danielle kept my my wife and I we were watching this. She kept saying no one in this movie is Southern. Like, it's so clearly Mm. Louisiana, but no one is Southern. They're all, I guess, transplants. That's why it feels like it's a gentrified
1: suburb. Like, it's all those people that are like, I love Jazz Fest. Uh, (laughs) What if we could live... Burn on my parents. Burn on both of them. Um, Okay. What if we
2: could live at Jazz Fest all year round? It's a beautiful dream, but maybe it's a reality.
1: Yeah. So, uh, it's called Treme. You can just watch those DVDs all the fucking time. (laughs) Uh, So... (laughs) Vic dis- <laughs> this is where Vic, Vic does a little bit of a change him up. He decides to dance with Tracy Letts' wife, Kelly, played mm-hmm. by Kristen Connolly, the star of Cabin in the Woods,
2: a movie I remember liking. Mm-hmm. Um, and he decides did to dance. Did it strike you? And did either of you, it feels like, um, if it struck, at first I wasn't sure if that was Tracy Letts' wife or secretary or daughter because she's much younger than him, but- but Anna DeArmas is much younger than ben Affleck, so yeah. maybe they're just setting up. It's a world where That's, men with means marry much yeah. younger women, I guess. Yeah. yeah,
1: and his everybody's like, "Oh my god, I didn't know he could dance!" And by dancing, he just takes her and spins her around a bunch. <laughs> <Yeah>. It's
2: hilarious, <laughs> like over and over again. Yeah. I'm yep.
1: like, he still doesn't. He doesn't know how to dance. It's great. Uh, and then he like grabs her head, and then uh,
2: they, <laughs> then Vic, he, and, he really doesn't know how to dance. Throws yeah, yeah, her in the air like a
0: pizza pie. Yeah. Uh,
1: <laughs> then then Vic and Melinda, uh, they drive home, and she grills him about dancing with her, and uh, she, then she gives him a car blow job and then she pulls his pube out of her mouth, and then they have sex. Hooray! Their
2: mayor just saved well, right. But they have kind of like an argument in the car. Like she gives him a car blow job, but she, I think she bites him or something. Yeah, and she then, bites him
0: twice, and she's like, "Yeah," and he's like, "Stop it!" And he's like, "Well, say that I'd be better. I'm better and better, or whatever." Like
2: she's like, "Do you think
0: she's better at sex yeah, with me?" And it's like,
2: "I just met her. I don't know. I haven't classic, tried yet." It's
1: classic brat brat tamer behavior. It's fine. That's how it works. <laughs> Stuart, I'm not familiar Stuart with. Has I'm not a familiar with these. That he'll send out. Afterwards. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Just <laughs> fill out. Just fill out a little thing on bdsm.org. let mm. will explain it all. <laughs> don't worry about so it. So
2: it's a charitable website. It's not. For it's, it's,
1: not, it is, it's not for profit. yeah
2: so uh we're and that- all of their sexes hate sex they don't seem to ever have love sex the yes two of them. there's there, yeah, yeah there's a fair amount of animosity <laughs> yeah it's always and I'm not talking or, about the yeah.
1: rule that the orcs and goblins used to suffer from in the old warhammer <laughs> fantasy battle days uh,
2: and is that is this the sex scene where she goes kiss my butt and he starts yeah, kissing yeah, yeah. her butt and I thought it was such a funny way to command it it's like a kid like a kid's idea of sex talk, kiss my butt. Uh-huh.
0: <laughs> yeah, well, I, I, yeah, to me, it was just like, okay, Just the outside. What, mm-hmm. Just the outside. What husbands. arguments yeah. did Adrian Lyne and have with Disney and Hasbro who were like, <laughs> you cannot have eat my ass in your film? It was yeah, like, okay, you what about it. lick my ass? No. No, what about no. kiss my butt? <laughs> <laughs> well, okay. Feels creepier somehow. Yeah.
2: So his his was he suggested the, the screenplay. He suggested eat my ass. He didn't write the screenplay. But they suggested my, <laughs> uh, yeah, smooch my smooch yeah. my hinder, and they, he was like, "Well, let's <laughs> find meet, somewhere in the, in the middle. Eat my shorts." And, and I will say, yeah. Have you guys? Don't seen Don't have a cow, um, man. <laughs> you guys have seen Jacob's Ladder, right? Yes. Yeah. yeah. There's the scene where they're at a party and his girlfriend is dancing with a man who's turning into like an alligator. And the and and the tail is wrapping around her. That scene I fu- is I was like, where's the sexiness of that scene where this woman is dancing yeah. orgasmically with an alligator's tail or a tentacle or whatever it is? Like this, that this movie was missing that kind of uh, passion. And kiss my butt just wasn't doing it for me no, in the in the department. You know? <laughs> so later on, they're at a
1: kids' soccer game, and Vic gets a call from the uh, from the bank that his wife's uh, uh, his wife's bank account didn't have sufficient funds to cover a three thousand dollar check that she had written for P piano lessons. Uh, so I guess he like maintains her account and gives her an allowance. But like, that feels like he left it pretty low. That's kind of weird. Um, yeah. That's not a lot of money,
2: but who's she taking piano lessons from Ray Charles? True. Well, we find
1: out that there's something else going on. So he, yes. he's trying to track down Charles. Let's da- just say
2: there's another word that sounds like pianist. Oh, Fuck. <laughs>
1: He's oh man he 's on he 's on True, today there 's one uh, yeah. okay so this this was this next scene was great because for me it kind of it answered a question because he then goes and he just starts calling every single bar and lounge in the in the city asking, "Do you have live music and you know what? <laughs> I have gotten that call so many times at a fucking bar, and I'm like, "Who is this insane person who needs live music?" The thing is, it's these guys who are trying to track down their oh, cheating wife's hey, lovers. Yeah,
2: that's what it is. They're trying to ch- track down the lovers. And Little Wesley, of course, is a party town, so there's a lot of bars. Probably multiples have live music, but he manages to track down the right one. He right? manages
1: to track down the right one. He goes. He finds. Uh, he catches his wife at a lounge visiting a young piano player played by uh, the a tall young fella from Euphoria. Uh, Uh, Now, Stuart,
2: have you ever, have you ever considered having live music at your bar? uh,
1: Well, I don't think we, I think it's a stipulation in our lease that we're not allowed to. Oh, thank God. Uh, I see. Okay. Um, And also I would prefer not to. Um, Okay. Let's see. Um, (laughs) uh, The police end up finding the body of Martin McRae, uh, but it was, and they have arrested a man for shooting him and it is not Vic. So maybe Vic's off the hook. Maybe he is a killer. Oh. No, he probably still is, because we'll get to that. Uh, he and his daughter <laughs> get a, a dog. Not much of a movie if he's not. <laughs> uh, they get a dog. We watch him give a snail a bath. Uh, this <laughs> well, is- he,
2: he rinses off a snail while imagining his wife having sex with this pianist in a, in a car. And it is, he is so lovingly rinsing the snail, and he doesn't explain what he's doing. I don't know why the snail's getting cleaned, but, you know, that's, I wanted more of that, like I said.
1: And yeah, like his imagination, it's pretty hot. You know, it's like uh you know, it it's it does it reach the <laughs> heights of like Tom Cruise's imagination in uh in Eyes Wide Shut? Probably
2: not. Yeah. But you know, who cares? Um who cares? Uh, Melinda- they, does it reach the heights of the imagination of your average Zootopia uh art fan no, that of course not. No. <laughs> no, you're right. it not doesn't, doesn't get quite that hot or that extreme, you know, but so
1: Melinda stays out all night. Uh, they, she comes home. They get in a fight, and she's apparently still drunk because he says, "You're drunk. You don't know how unattractive it is." And I'm like, "I don't know, dude. She's still pretty attractive. I mean, it's hand arm. It's come on, chill out." Mm-hmm. Um, and she tries to seduce him, but mainly it's just like it's a mixture of seduction and like, and like being shitty to him. Again, it's like a weird sexual dominance game. Uh, she has one that t- he doesn't I think this is. It's one that he doesn't seem like he wants. Like she wants to play one type of way, and he clearly doesn't want to play that way. Yeah.
2: Yes. And she. She's like. uh, She's like. Do you want to know if if he makes me come? how I make him come. Mm-hmm. And I just thought that was so Much funny hotter I was when like, you say it, by the way. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, just the way she said it, I was like, how many ways are there? Well, like, how are there? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there's a lot of ways. but yeah, I mean, there's a be, lot, but like, it does it involve be. construction equipment? Like, what? what's so amazing Sometimes about it? I, I, would I, love need, I need to know how.
0: If he asks, okay, how
2: how do you make him come? And she goes,
0: ah, the usual way.
2: <laughs> <laughs> the usual way. Yeah. Good night. i touch Touches Venus a bunch uh-huh. and then she like i she's show like him pictures of fucking hand.
1: grimace while licking his butthole
2: <laughs> the huge <usual. laughs> you know so is that is, is that so he can imagine that it's grimace doing it? it it that's the thing he doesn't know at this point yeah at this
0: so point, she, at a like, point a fetish object becomes just that elliot you know <laughs> he it's doesn't, doesn't know if he Fetister wants
1: with. grimace or if he wants to be grimace because there's there's already a Grimace that has sex his name is Gritty and he's available yeah Yeah, that's true Uh, so another big party gets thrown Uh, there's a ton of fun drinking games everybody's having a great time until that piano player shows up again Uh, not again this is the first time he shows up she flirts with Vic she sneaks off with Charlie the piano player Um, they end up hooking uh, hooking up in the pool while Vic watches with his friend uh,
2: Lil Ray Howley Howie howie there's a, There's a real funny moment here where, so she's like, I have this friend who's a pianist, and he's like, let me just play a little something, and he starts playing this hot boogie-woogie music, and everyone's dancing, and she backs her butt into Vic's crotch. And it's like the Soyuz capsule docking with a st- space station. It's so deliberate and slow. And it was so funny. It was, like, it was like, beep, beep, and engaging, and butt has touched crotch. We did it, everybody. And Mission Control all applauds and cheers. It was just very funny the way they yeah. did it. Okay, it starts to rain. Uh,
1: everybody goes inside to make cookies. Uh, and then they they realize Charlie's not here. And they find him face down, drowned in the pool. And Vic was the last person in the pool with him. Uh oh! Did Vic kill this guy? We'll find out that yes, he did. Um, <laughs> the The police end up. The police arrive. Melinda immediately accuses Vic of murdering Charlie. They uh, kind of uh, interrogate him, but he he plays it cool as a cucumber. Everybody's everybody seems pretty happy
2: with what's going on. Uh, at this point, you're probably wondering, what happened to their child who was at the party <laughs> earlier in the day? We don't know. Doesn't you know. matter. Don't care. Uh, but
1: the child also thinks, uh, Trixie also thinks that he <laughs> he killed Charlie.
2: <laughs> yeah, she she's taking a bath and she's like, so how'd you drown him? <laughs> he's like, please don't say that. <laughs> <laughs> so she's like, I
0: think you're lying. And He's like, yeah, well, let's keep that between the two of us. Huh? It's pretty cute, actually. <laughs> it's a very, it is pretty
2: cute. It's a funny. It's thing. one of the cuter ways that a kid can accuse their parent of murder. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
1: They, I mean, that's the innocence of a child. You should know this, Elliot. You have them. Um,
2: Yeah. Yeah. How do they accuse you of murder, Elliot? (laughs) Well, the way they do it is I say, hey, put that thing down that you just picked up at the playground. Don't put it in your mouth. And they go, you're trying to kill me really loudly. And I have to go, shh, shh, shh. I am Mm -hmm. not trying to kill him. Oh. there what the uh, there's a there's probably the roughest thing in the movie is uh, they're trying to pull the Charlie's body out of the pool and it slips out of their hands and hits the side of the pool and falls back in. <laughs> and it's both it's both comical and also horrific. The sounds that they put on it. Yeah. So so uh,
1: there is a moment where Vic confronts Melinda and though she thinks he killed Charlie, she doesn't think that he'll kill her. He thinks yeah. that she he kills because of her, and I'm like, darling, you got to be more careful. Like <laughs> those that line that l- gets blurred like crossed pretty quickly these days. Um, okay, so uh, <laughs> these days, these days, murder, uh,
2: murderers don't have the same social manners the same, that they used to have.
0: <laughs> restraints they were vaunted for <laughs> in, in the, the old past. days. Yep,
2: in the old days, murderers knew they when would to stop. write a
1: letter when they're going to murder you.
2: <laughs> <laughs> in the old days, murderers they wear would say, hats when Mr. they went outside. <laughs> I gave you all
0: the clues (laughs) (laughs) as a courtesy. (laughs) Mr.
2: Police. feel, please find enclosed all the clues.
1: So he's, he's riding his bike around little Wesley. Uh, and he's having visions of murdering Charlie, uh, or is it a memory? Who knows? Uh, we know he murdered him. Um, and the, (laughs) uh, he sees that somebody is tailing him. We'll find out that's a private investigator later on. Mm -mm. Uh, Tracy lets his wife, Kelly, uh, Catches Vic and warns him that Tracy Letts has uh, been talking about Vic behind his back. Mm. So uh, while they're oh yeah they they have Tracy Letts and his wife over for dinner, and that's when Tracy Letts and Ben Affleck have a really cool confrontation in the snail cave, <laughs> and, and and he and he describes him as. You're a weird guy, which is true.
0: Yeah, and I like the way that Ben Affleck wearily is like, yeah, I've been told that or whatever. Yeah, yeah, I got a big
2: tattoo of a phoenix on my back or whatever it is.
1: Later on, Vic catches – he finds that car that's been tailing him. It's clearly a private investigator based on the camera equipment that's just left in the backseat. Like, that would get stolen. Um, But not in Little Wesley. It's a nice town.
2: (laughs) No, no, Little Wesley, the only crime is – Yeah, the only crime is the (laughs) constant parade of murders.
0: <laughs> oh, welcome to town, folks. Uh,
2: yeah, you don't don't worry
0: about uh, locking up your doors, unless, of course, you're adulterers, in which case lock those doors
2: tight. <laughs> the only this is the kind of community where people trust each other until they murder each other. It's a little bit like it's a little bit. It's the the town has gone from Fargo the movie to Fargo the TV show, where the <laughs> yeah. number one industry in town is murder. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So uh,
1: after finding the car, Vic then catches Melinda at a restaurant with a man, uh, which we'll find out is the private investigator. But at first I was like, man, she's on another date? Yeah.
3: <laughs> like,
2: Jesus,
1: <laughs> chill. I mean, but it she does go on energy. another date like the next day. Yeah. She's, yeah.
2: man, wow. Yeah. Okay. Uh, She really, she tears through the guys. That's the other thing. She also tears through the guys. This town is full of eligible bachelors Mm -hmm. and Uh she is just, she, she can't get enough of them.
1: Okay. So, uh, armed with this knowledge, Vic then crashes. This is my, probably my favorite scene in the movie where he crashes the Wilson's dinner. That's Tracy Letts and his wife and their daughter, Goldie. Uh, and he confronts, (laughs) uh, Tracy Letts about hiring a private investigator with his wife. Uh, uh, Tracy lets his wife Kelly apologize to him, and Don gets angry. He's like, "Don't apologize to him." <laughs> and then, and they're like, and they're like, "Go inside, Goldie. Go inside." Like everyone's shouting at Goldie, and she. And then they're like, "Who didn't lock the gate?" He just like, "What?" Well, it's great. It's a yeah, great
0: scene. I love it. It's funny how quickly Finn Affleck just like dismantles him. Like it seems like this guy's gonna be more of a threat, and he just like he shuts him down. <laughs> Although I I will say that like this is like the one last great Tracy Lutz scene we get before the ending, which we'll get to, but it feels... The ending, which is
2: the greatest Tracy (laughs) Lutz scene. Because this guy is the king of unforced (laughs) errors. He is constantly stumbling over (laughs) his own feet. (laughs) But it feels like, it does
0: feel, I don't know, having seen other movies of this type... This is low on the sort of cat and mouse shenanigans I was expecting. I thought there would be a little (laughs) bit more of like a
2: battle of wits between the
0: two of these guys. It's more more like like, so overmatched in this movie.
2: Yeah, it's more it's more like man and half dead cockroach. (laughs) Like it's already half it's already lying on its back. It's it's legs just wiggling. You you, out of mercy, you might just leave it there. (laughs) You know.
1: Okay, then we see Vic is uh, tailing Melinda, and she's with yet another man. This time it's Tony Cameron. Her college boyfriend, uh, played by Han Solo himself, Harrison Ford. No, I'm just kidding. It's Finn Uh. Whitrock. Yeah, he played, uh, (laughs) it was the guy who played
0: Han Solo and Solo, right? Finn Whitrock? No. Wait. Alden Ehrenreich, played. <laughs> so wait, what <laughs> did Finn <laughs> Wittrock do? Solo.
2: I have no idea. I mean, are you remembering Finn Wittreich for his run on All My Children, my mom's favorite soap opera. <laughs> Maybe. He what was in, the Ameri- he's in a bunch of American no Horror Stories. I don't oh. know who you're, he's in a lot of like, um, but oh, what's his name, just American Horror Story this and whole time. No, no, that's why Han Disney Solo. acquired it, so they could have a lock <laughs> on Finn Wittrock. He
0: was no. in the big short. He was in uh And
2: guys, I hate to say it, I hate to say it. I did Uh, see him on Broadway in Death of a Salesman when Philip Seymour Hoffman was playing Lily Loman. Dude,
1: if you say he was in an episode of Harry's Law, I'm going to lose my shit. I'm
2: trying to see where you might know him from. Uh, He he was in an episode of Harry's Law. He played Jimmy Cormack on the episode New Kidney on the Block. So, yes, that's where you know him from is Harry's Law. Yes. Oh, my God. (laughs) in 2012.
3: Oh, my (laughs) God. It happened so much.
2: That's (laughs) where you know him from. (laughs)
0: This made it, this this all made that mistake worthwhile. I can't believe it. So So we know where we saw Fittiment
2: Rock. I saw him on Broadway (laughs) as Happy Loman. You saw him in Harry's Law. And I just was like, oh, here's another guy. I don't care. (laughs) Oh, fuck. Not just, and oh. definitely another guy, because he's playing Guy Gardner in the upcoming Green Lantern series. Oh, yeah. my God. According to Wikipedia. Fucking and In Strangers Glog, on again. a Train,
0: one of the characters is named Guy, and that's based on a Patricia Highsmith Patricia book.
2: Highsmith novel. <laughs> it all comes full circle, and all because Stu, for some reason, <laughs> thought that he was playing solo. <laughs> he does look oh, a little bit like Alderman, right? I'll say a that. A little bit. He's but, a white guy with brown hair. Yes.
1: Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay. Woo. Okay, let's let's uh let's bring let's dock this butt against a crotch. Okay. <laughs> okay, so uh Vic overhears Melinda on the phone talking about running away to Brazil and taking Trixie with her. Uh Tony Cameron shows up and wanders into Vic's snail lair. Uh, and then they have an awkward dinner conversation, and that's when he's like oh, you're making making dinner. Uh, why don't you cook up some of those fucking snails? And he's like, no. And then they're like, yeah, let's do it.
2: Yeah, uh, his, wife, his wife is like, mm, with garlic butter? It's like, wait a minute. You don't like lobster bisque, but you do like snails? Like, yeah. <laughs> hold on a second. Yeah. I'm not buying it. At this point, it. she's just fucking, again, it's 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 yeah. all part of the game. Um, he's like, you know what you used to eat all the time in between scenes on Harry's Law was uh, snails. Maybe we should fry up some of those. <laughs> stop! I told you to stop bringing up Harry's Law.
1: You know, you know, it affects me, Elliot. (laughs)
2: <laughs> yeah, sorry. Okay. All yeah. these Thank years you. later. Okay, uh, so um, I love somebody. Is, somebody someday is going to make the Venn diagram of things Stuart watches, and it's like <laughs> it's like Gossip Girl, Harry's Law, Bratz, and like I and, haven't uh, even, and, we haven't uh, even talked about bre- this season of fucking Brazzers, RuPaul's Drag like Race, guys. Uh, yeah, oh, and RuPaul's Drag Race. I, that's I,
1: right. I just want to explain to you the madness of a season of television where on the first episode, all the contestants are given a chocolate bar like in Willy Wonka's <laughs> okay. fucking chocolate factory. Okay. They're all given a chocolate bar. Okay. And when they the are eliminated, they have to open up this chocolate bar that we are led to believe they're carrying around this whole time. <laughs> and one of them is gold. And will give that person, uh, that, that queen a chance to, uh, and stay instead of sashaying away. And, so the entire season is filled with queens getting eliminated, having this like the emotional weight of learning that they have to go home. And then they have to, in front of everybody, open up this fucking chocolate bar and they all go, it's just chocolate. And then they have (laughs) to leave. And it's so ridiculous. This is the whole season of television. It's like the wildest thing. And halfway through, I'm like, can they just get. Can they just stop it? <laughs> <laughs> Can they just go? <laughs> oh, it's great. Man.
2: Okay. Now, uh, should I mention, uh, did we uh, mention already, I think we forgot, sorry, that this, uh, something I wanted to mention is that this house that they're in has appeared in another Flophouse movie, which is oh, something that, yeah, yeah. that I think Dan discovered, or no, or is it Stuart who discovered it? That- uh, the movie, A Little Bit of Heaven, uh, also part of this movie was shot in. So this, not just Tracy Letts returning to the Flophouse, but the house that the movie is the set house, in yeah. is also returning to the Flop Flophouse. It puts the house in Flophouse. Mm-hmm. I, I sent you the
0: paragraph, but I'll admit, I didn't notice that there was another Flophouse movie in that paragraph until you pointed it out. I just oh, wow. sent it because we were having a discussion over like where this was shot, and I thought it was interesting. <laughs> but, <then> it, <laughs> <laughs> but no, this is a famous Flophouse House house
1: Uh, so Mm -hmm. uh, Vic sees Melinda hooking up with Tony out on the veranda Uh, Vic then surprises uh, the next day Vic surprises uh, Tony with a wilderness hike to his favorite gorge Uh, there's a, he's driving kind of erratically up to this gorge and there's a really cool fake driving shot of him driving crazy (laughs) and them talking. It's great. Um, at one point, uh, he, he brought their new dog, Roger along and Roger's watching this whole thing. Uh, and at one point he hits a bump and like a bunch of snail shells fall out of a bag. And I'm like, what is happening? Is he going to feed him all those poison snails?
0: (laughs) Nope. Doesn't matter. There's no I think those are just supplies for his snails. Yeah.
1: (laughs) (laughs) So then uh, Tony's walking around being like, what are we doing here? And then Vic immediately kills him with a rock attack. Uh,
2: He he just starts throwing rocks at him so clumsily. It's really funny. It's great. Not even like, not even I'm going to take a rock in two hands and slam it into your head. He's just throwing them at him Uh from a distance. Yeah. Yep.
1: Yep, the Beantown bad boy himself style. doing a little Boston uh, Boston Red Sox throwing. Okay, um, and he uh, <laughs> and- he knocks him down a cliff He knocks him down into the gorge. He hits his head. He dies. And then Vic uh, hides the body in the river with uh, rocks and belts and uh, like a dog leash and tries to yeah. sink the body. And he does he as we will find out a with- terrible
2: job. He does a poor job and he just covers him with stuff that you could trace back to Vic. Uh, He's like, what do I have with me? My dog's leash. Great. Take that (laughs) off the dog. Put it on this.
0: Yeah, I don't like, and Roger's watching the whole time. It was a perfectly yes. staged, oh, yeah. The dog like, is a Accident. Yeah. It was so strange to me that he's like, okay, there's nothing that shows that this was anything other than him falling down. And now I'm like, now I gotta move the body and <laughs> and take his wallet and yeah. hold on to
2: it as it's it madness. like just leave the wallet with him. Like, wait, I don't it, like. Yeah, it's, it's not, it's not, not like he like,
0: like a. It's not like
1: he yanked out all the teeth or some shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
2: it'd be so funny if he's then like using his snail saw to cut his hands off and cut his feet off and <laughs> his head you know but uh he's yeah it's it he makes a lot of uh big mistakes and i think yeah. he, it's what it is is he got lucky with that first murder he is not yeah. the he's not the mastermind that we might have thought yeah. he is. no he's definitely just, you know
0: like even at the time with that first murder i'm like i mean everyone does know that you were the last person in the pool with this guy it is a good setup pools are dangerous he was drunk you know on drugs like i get it but man you know pick another time <laughs>
2: Yeah. Hey, do you guys want to hear? I mean, that's another. Uh, yeah. Or just don't Well, that's don't the murder. thing. Maybe I mean, he was
1: just planning on doing like a little bit of catch with rocks.
2: <laughs> <laughs> he, I mean, when he said "heads up," he expected him to notice, that he just yeah. didn't. Now, here's a guys. This is a continuity goof in Deep Water. Listen cool. to me, and I wanted to. I wanted to see if you thought this was a real goof. This is at okay. around fifty two minutes. When Charlie is playing the piano and Melinda is touching Vic's genitals, mm-hmm. his mouth is open, then shut in the next shot while mm. the song is playing. Yeah, yeah. Now, mm. I feel like it doesn't take much time for someone to open and shut their mouths. <laughs> yeah. I don't think that's a continuity you mistake. Sorry, IMDb. It am It's not like Gandalf wearing a wristwatch or some shit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You remember when uh, Gandalf— <laughs> That was so funny that last season of Game of Thrones where it was just like, do they care anymore? There's yeah. just Starbucks cups and yeah. bottled water all it's, over the set. Yeah, that's great. So, uh— uh, Vic- there was that one scene where Jamie Lannister was riding a Segway. I mean, come <laughs> on, guys. What are you doing?
1: Uh, Vic celebrates by giving his daughter some wine. Uh, and then the next day, they all go up to that very same gorge for a picnic. Um, <laughs> they end up doing a little bit of manual stimulation. Uh, uh, did did he, mm. You said you want to make a joke about Vic... Exploring his own favorite gorge, right? I <laughs> Dan, don't you to do that joke. On I don't know that. why. Yeah. You're okay, I guess we'll pass. <laughs> Assigning that to me. Uh, and then he, uh, and then he gives her his magazine of pho- uh, photos. Uh, what's that? Xanthippe
2: is that the name of the magazine? Z- a Xenophon. Xenophon. He, made a, he made like a yeah. He made like a personalized mag- uh, magazine of photos and poems about her. Uh-huh. You know. Uh, yeah, it's it's. Uh, you know, maybe a little creepy because we know he's a murderer, but whatever. Um, yeah, but I mean, that's it's how he expresses affection. He doesn't do it through uh, through emotions, but instead through laboriously produced uh, self-publishing.
1: Yep. Yeah. So he then goes to check on his daughter. He sees that the dead body is still uh, didn't get weighed down properly.
2: Um, so he's like, I'm going to go hit the body in a, in a two inch deep stream that uh-huh. the body did, didn't disappear. You would without think a trace. that
1: a movie named deep water <laughs> would feature some fucking <laughs> deep water, right? <laughs> this is some shallow water for deep water. Yeah.
2: Uh, okay. So they, uh, they had saw, home. Look, look, there's deeper water in a star is born a movie with a song called shallow. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. When you're right, you're right. And no, it's right here, Dan.
0: Yeah, I Love. guess I got to give you all right. I'll write
1: it put down on the board.
2: book. <laughs> <laughs> write it, put it down. I was right once.
1: <laughs> okay, so uh, they head home and Melinda realized that she forgot her scarf. So Vic's like, don't worry about it. I'll go up tomorrow first thing and pick up <laughs> that scarf of yours and hide the body. Uh, they reconnect a little bit. Did I say that bit. last part out loud? Uh, and she wait, well, you lets said something him... about hiding a
2: body? No, no, just finding no, no, to no, find no, a scarf no, and hide a body. <laughs> no, wait, you said the find a body thing again. You know, you know, I mean, you know how scarf
0: sounds like body. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and then they uh, they reconnect, and she lets him stay the night in her room. Mm-hmm. I think things are looking up for this couple.
0: Yeah.
3: Uh,
1: mm-hmm. Next day, she finds Tony's wallet. <laughs> hey, guess uh, what? You'll have to sleep with the snails tonight. <laughs>
0: yeah. <laughs> and
2: he's like, but can I steal by choice?
0: Uh-huh. Is okay that I put a couple in my pants anyway? hmm
1: <laughs> Yeah, he likes to sleep down there covered in them like he's some kind of villain from a
2: fucking Soulsborne game. Mm. Um, so- <laughs> That'd be so funny, Dan, if he's like, don't worry, he got some with me, and he just jiggles his pockets, <laughs> and you hear the clink clink of snail shells. <laughs> Uh, so
1: (laughs) while he's out, uh, riding his bike up to the gorge, she finds Tony's wallet in his snail collection. Uh, uh (laughs) uh-oh, what's she going to do? So she packs up a bag that her daughter immediately pushes into the pool.
2: (laughs) Um, this is so, this, that that her, yeah, her daughter throws it down the stairs and then pushes in the pool and goes, we're not going. (laughs) It was just... This kid is a force. It's yep. a, a hurricane, you know.
1: So he bikes up to the gorge and he tries to better hide the body. He does a terrible job. And uh, <laughs> Tracy Letts shows up uh, and he finds the scarf and he, it's a very awkward confrontation. And then he sees that Vic is trying to hide a body. So he stumbles <laughs> so up. Funny. He Vic, stumbles Vic up like- the uh, the lip of the gorge. <laughs>
2: Vic is like, oh, hey, hey, uh, hey, Don, uh, how's uh, uh, your family? How's your family? Like it's, it is not since, uh, not since uh, Wahlberg in The Happening has someone sounded so guilty. Yeah, yeah while we, we had to
0: rewind a couple times to take a look at Affleck's face because he's just like like looking behind him down at the water. Like, uh, and now, did
2: you think this was a trap that was set by Melinda?
0: Maybe.
1: That would make sense. Okay, it's uh, possible. Yeah, I mean. So he runs,
2: uh,
1: Tracy Letts runs away super awkwardly Mm. and he like, takes him a little while, but he gets in his car and he peels out. Vic chases him on his bike. Don, while driving away, talks mad shit. (laughs) Like, he talks the amount of shit where it's you're so like, funny. bro, you are going to die. You can't talk this much shit without knowing you're going to get he, your comeuppance.
2: He's like, catch me, you fucking fuck, you sick freak. <laughs> what do you yeah. think now, you I'm, shit? I'm going to uh, live forever. And, then, <laughs> and, and he's, he's so he's so flush with victory <laughs> that he, while driving madly down down forest roads to get to the police station in town, pulls out his phone and begins texting his wife, yeah, yeah. I was right. And, it, <laughs> and, it, and and it comes out as like, uh, it comes. autocorrect is trying to change it. And he goes, I fucking autocorrect. <laughs> like, it's so great. funny. <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah. He's like trying to throw a tweet up real quick just so everybody yeah. knows. Um, it's like,
2: like Larry David is suddenly trying to report <laughs> yes. a murder on his phone while driving. Like that's what it feels like. Oh, man.
1: It's so funny. And, uh, yep, so uh, Don, in his rush to to text his wife, <laughs> drops his phone. Vic takes a, a shortcut through the uh, down the hill, and he ends up crashing his bike in front of the path of Don's car, uh, he Don sees him swerves to avoid Vic's body, and instead immediately drives off the car and <laughs> dies like a Toonses cartoon yeah. or a Toonses sketch.
3: <laughs> it's it's
2: it is it's hilarious. So. And you, there is, and Vic cannot take credit for this kill. This is no. entirely Don's mistake no. every step yeah. of the way. Yeah, <laughs> like this is yep. d- d- if if everyone in Lil Wesley is making it this easy for Vic to murder them, then <laughs> exactly. Vic should just do it. You know, if just Tracy Letts
0: had just driven at a normal <laughs> speed, been inside the car, waited to text until he was safely at the police station, all it's, this—it's yeah. silly enough that it I makes-
1: assumed somewhere in Tracy Letts' past. He fucked over Tony Todd in a Final Destination
2: movie, and he's finally getting <laughs> yeah, that he, comeuppance. He was supposed to die in a cruise ship crash, you know, <laughs> yeah. three years before, and Tony Todd's been tracking him down ever since. But the the uh, there it feels like um, uh, it makes you rethink the pool murder because you're like, so what if it makes me think Charlie was just like, hey, Vic how much water you think I can drink before I can't <laughs> breathe anymore? And then he's just going, oh, just swimming around with his mouth open. Like yeah. everyone is, people are people are walking into bullets at this point. And we're like, misinterpreting
1: his like memories of, of wrestling with uh, with Charlie at this point because we're like, he must've been trying to save him. Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. <laughs> he yeah. was like, get out of the pool. And <laughs> and he's,
1: he's, he's doing it angrily because he's like, why are these people trying to kill themselves in <laughs> yeah, front why, of
2: him? Am I always, like the, 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 the why are people, like uh, it makes me think that maybe he was, he was like, <laughs> Oh, let me take these rocks out of the way. Someone might trip on them and he accidentally throws them and hits Tony yeah, in the head, you yeah. know? Oh, okay. Oh, it's, so, so, it's just so funny that he decides to t- t- text while driving <laughs> in this moment.
1: So, uh, Vic rides his bike home, crime perfectly uh, hidden... <laughs> <laughs> he uh he gets
2: home. He, I would be so much more shaken by that experience than by anything else that happened in the movie up till then. <laughs> uh
1: and he he rides his bike up to his front porch, he starts stripping off his clothes, he looks up. His uh Melinda is sitting in the same spot she was sitting at the very beginning of the movie, and they have the exact same interaction. Um, but she knows what he's done and she covers for him. She burns Tony's uh wallet and identification. And that's the end of the movie. Wait, we got some bloops. We got yeah. uh, video footage of Trixie singing
0: in the back of the car. Yeah. Yep, it's a great way to make end this movie. You me feel like dancing. Yeah.
1: I, it is. Like this, this yeah.
0: you know, I, you know, child actors are children, which means that. Hmm, okay. All right. Story up. checks out. The <laughs> yeah. math, I think, is solid there. They're, yeah. they're very up and down erratic in like whether it's a good addition to a movie or not. I, li- I like this child performance very much because. I don't know. It is precocious without seeming false. Like it is just funny to, and like to have this well, think, like upbeat song from the kid as we get our credits after the movie was, was a nice touch.
2: The, uh, I think that, uh, the fact that she's so extraneous to the plot yeah, that she doesn't really it allows them to do scenes with her where they're just kind of playing around with her, yeah. which are, yeah, she, the, the kid, that kid is super, super funny and, and, uh, and cute. And like, it, it it makes it, it – uh, she brings a little bit of life to her scenes that is missing from a yeah. lot of the grown-up scenes. Now, here's the thing. The original novel ends differently. You yes. want to hear how it ends? According to Wikipedia. And Wikipedia, which also states that Dan's friend, uh, Gillian Flynn, that this is one of her favorite novels. <laughs>
3: yeah.
2: That, <laughs> of course. It also uh, – that apparently at the end of this, Don gets away, calls the police, Vic comes home, strangles his wife, and then the police arrive to arrest him. So a very different ending. So in this and they've significantly made the less
1: funny. <laughs> yes,
2: yeah. much less funny. So this version the original version this version is has allowed it to play out a little more ambiguously with Melinda buying into the like aiding in uh, in Vic getting rid of Tony yes. uh, and Vic escaping it seems unpunished. By it for his crimes, and maybe their marriage strengthened as a result. So well, how do you feel about this change?
0: Well, th- I, th- that's what I was going to say about it. Uh, I had actually, yeah, I I checked the Wikipedia page for how the book ended. I saw that, I, and I pref- I have not read the book. I'm I'm sure in context with the like the tone of the book that is the ending that makes sense for this adaptation. Like just in the abstract, I like this better because it, instead of it just being a thriller about. A murderous husband it then mm-hmm. becomes a kind of dark comedy about uh these two's uh <laughs> weird fetishes or weird uh relationship and the way that becomes murderous and the way that murder then sort of becomes uh marriage therapy um yeah
1: it's kind of like mm-hmm. uh kind of like the later seasons of you but uh less fun
0: <laughs> yeah yeah um i don't know what do you guys think about that issue
1: yeah, I mean, I would say that the the chosen ending makes it a more interesting movie than simply a because, like, if if the the purpose of the, I mean, I feel like the movie doesn't do enough to really explicitly explain the character's motivations, um, but I think that is a more interesting avenue to go down than trying to focus on the the murdering part, which, like, the mystery of the murders, because that's not interesting. <laughs>
2: Yes. Yeah, I think the uh, the, it would be a better ending if the movie could get its like if the movie could if the movie was a sexier movie like it's not a it's like a movie that should like should be. So a what are steamy, you saying? Like, like more
1: toe rings?
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, more. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. More, more more
1: more, uh, more, more, more songs by Crazy Town, Butterfly, Sugar Baby.
2: Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah. <laughs>
0: sure. It's the sexiest this, it's song. A, yeah, as it feels like by, you know, I don't know. <laughs> As chosen by America's parents. Nickelodeon's
2: Kids' Choice Awards? I don't know. <laughs> you know what? They should really get rid of that sexiest song <laughs> I know, for the Kids' Choice Awards. Yeah, it's off-brand. The off night brand, that but kids know. get to decide what songs are sexy. But, uh, it's part th- of a say a, yes day, you know? Yeah. A, a lot of people have talked about how movies have gotten less sexy over the past mm-hmm. 10, 15, 20 years. And uh, and how uh, as as people in movies have gotten buffer, uh, they've gotten less Sexual, you know, they're just kind of objects to look at, but they don't actually have sexual urges. Uh-huh. And this movie, it's like it feels like a the, the last gasp of a of the idea of sex in movies, where it's like a, you know, it just doesn't have the the strength or the energy anymore, and it's trying for a moment, and then it collapses. And so, but I, I mean, think that ending would I think that ending would work better if up to this point the movie had had like a real sexual passion behind it or sexual chemistry sizzle. You know? I mean,
1: that's sizzle, like yeah, like I've I've I keep finding more and more that. Uh if a movie has any amount of like sexual chemistry in it I'm like oh this movie's
0: great. Yeah. <laughs> uh
1: just because I'm like I'm so used to seeing everything else at this point
0: like Yeah. It is weird how infantilizing that is for like the movies to just have decided like no 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 you don't you don't get sex. That's not a it's not a thing you're allowed to have in your movies.
2: Well but it, it's also it's I mean it's it's culture in general is is um we're going through a period that's like very pro-sex on the internet and on TV, and very yeah. anti-sex in movies. And I wonder why that is, and I'm sure someone has an answer, and that someone is named Dan McCoy. Why do you think, Dan?
0: <clears throat> uh, yeah, Dan. Uh, it, uh, it's got something to do with target demos. Saturn. Oh. Okay, interesting.
1: Bringing astrology into it. Yeah, well, it sounds you. like Stuart has the answer the for this. Yeah, let's just uh, <laughs> yeah. let me just pull up co-star. <laughs> yeah, co-stars
0: have
2: to say. I guess it's probably I did, something I think fucking there, mean about me. <laughs> I guess there was a period. There was a time for most of movie history when, like, the idea of something in a movie being sexy was like a drawing point. Like, mm-hmm. this is some, people are going to watch this, and especially like, after uh, the 60s, like, like, like "Some Little Rabbit," l- or, yeah, like exactly. a Rabbit." But like after the after the 1960s, it was like. This per, this movie has nakedness in it, and now nakedness yeah. is so at this point it's hard to avoid. You know, yeah, so that's it's true. A, it's no longer the draw it once was. It it's
0: been devalued. It is yeah. uh, Neither, the n- supply has gone <laughs> up and the demand is that's, that's what Joe
2: Biden was having a, a meeting the other day with about the with the strategic sex reserve, and he's like, <laughs> gentlemen, we have a problem with the devaluing of the American boob. Uh, <laughs> it used to be much more valuable, but due to inflation, it is now it is now uh, extremely <laughs> not Infl- valuable. <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay. Um
2: well This is this we have a, we're dealing with an economic problem that economists call boobflation. Mm-hmm. Uh it's mm-hmm. when boobs yep. are getting bigger, but they're valued less as a yeah. result.
1: Wow, you guys are fucking really throwing out your national lampoon pitches. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> so <laughs> really let's is. do some final judgments, Dave. Yeah, let's do
0: some final judgments. Uh whether this is a good, bad movie, a bad, bad movie movie you kind of like. I, I I will say this is I liked this movie. I, I mean like I don't think it all works, but it is in the upper echelon of like genuinely liking a movie i watched for this dumb podcast um i enjoyed that it had like this weird sex games uh i i a while back on twitter i opined <laughs> that um the perfect uh caption for all new yorker cartoons is have our sex games become too elaborate and i feel like <laughs> if they adapted that caption into a movie <laughs> they might make deep water yeah uh it, it, it feels a little slight. Like it seems like there should be a little more movie in this movie, but mm-hmm. otherwise, yeah, I, it's
2: it's kind of a it's kind of a. Th- well, I'll get to mine, but otherwise, yeah, there's a lot, lot of movie it. in the movie. What do you say, Stu? Yeah, I'm I'm in the same boat.
1: uh I mean, anytime I get to see a bunch of uh, like a, a bunch of hot dumb hunks uh, <laughs> uh, uh, hanging out with <laughs> Anna to armis like it's a lot of fun. Then they all get murdered. It's great. Um, yeah i mean it's it's slow and kind of boring, but also that's part of the charm and uh <laughs> i don't know like and then it gets crazy
2: thumbs up uh, yeah i i'm 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 calling this a bad movie uh I, at times it's a good bad movie to me, but at times I found it just very i didn't enjoy it as much as you guys did i found it really boring a lot of the time, and I wanted it to get weirder and just more out there and more yeah. uh like and sexier like, and it's like naked from, lunch. I mean, yeah, exactly. Sexy, like naked lunch. No, I, I mean,
3: <laughs> I mean, it's in the title,
2: <laughs> <Yeah>. lunch. <laughs> well, that's the, the Simpsons when they go to see it Somebody and they walk in. The I can think of two things wrong with that title. <laughs> hey, Bart, we're gonna go see an R-rated movie, Bart and Fink. Bart and Fink. I wanted the movie to be like either sillier or sexier, and the movie was taking itself serious without being able to back it up with like. Yeah. A- real passion and Ben Affleck is kind of a non-entity for a lot of the, a lot of the movie, uh, which leaves Anna de Armas kind of like high and dry, not without someone to, to like play off of, you know? Um, but I, but you know, it's not the worst movie in the world. It's just not a very good movie. Uh, and I wish that, I wish there was more in it of the, uh, on the level of Ben Affleck gazing lovingly upon his snails, or Tracy Letts texting <clears throat> while driving and get and getting mad at all. I feel
1: cars. like if they had cast somebody that was less attractive as the Ben Affleck character, like oh, Well,
2: this was something. This was something. I, this is an argument I was having with my wife: is that I, if they, it feels like the part was written for someone, yeah, someone who is not as like. Movie star, handsome, or known to be like a movie star romantic lead, at that or an action lead than Ben Affleck. Like throw, because then throw I Paul believe, Giamatti in that shit; he would have crushed it. <laughs> <laughs> you know, or you know what? We haven't seen Zach Woods in a movie like this before. Let's let's throw him <laughs> in. But like somebody where I'm like, oh, I believe this is someone who like feels like he got he he's married to a woman who is in some ways out of his league and is willing to put up with her. Dallying because he doesn't want to lose her and, uh, but doesn't like it. It makes him feel emasculated. Whereas Ben Affleck, I just, at time you know, at times I felt like he was, he, he's just not, it wasn't, uh, it was too much of a matchup in terms of like, this is someone that's a movie star. you know. Yeah, and, I mean, I can see that point of view. I, I will stand up a little for Ben Affleck. I also, I also just don't in buy the, Ben Affleck as like, I don't buy Ben Affleck as like a brilliant computer scientist who designed a, 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 an amazing chip <laughs> that he got rich off of. But, you know. I, I will stand
0: up for Ben Affleck and say that. I think that as he gets older and Sadder, and I don't want him to be sad in his personal life. I don't want that. To, like Ben Affleck, I, I hope he's not on a swing dude. Only nice things for you, but as he gets older and sadder, he is a more interesting actor, and
2: uh, I, I I liked him in this. I thought I, that's true, but I kind of feel like this is this is being more insulting than I mean it to be. But I feel like George Clooney has the lock on like handsome sad guy in movies, mm. and Ben Affleck starts to feel kind of like the direct to video or direct to cable version of George Clooney. Man, I just watched Out of, of Sight movies. the
1: other day. What a fucking movie! <laughs> (laughs) Oh, well, that's a great
2: movie. You know, they're great in it. (sighs) Yeah. Well, hey. Now imagine that movie with Ben Affleck instead of George Clooney. It's Geely. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Oof. Hey, did grad school ruin your reading habits? Oh, my God. All those books you had to read for grad school. Did becoming a parent destroy your ability to focus on a book? Did the pandemic tank the number of novels you can get through in a year? Ugh, that happened to everyone, and we're Reading Glasses, and we're here to help. We'll get you out of a book slump, dismantle all that weird reader guilt. Which we know you have a lot of, but most importantly, we'll help you fall back in love with reading. Reading Glasses, every Thursday on Maximum Fun. Congratulations. You've won a
0: ticket to attend an exclusive opportunity in a relaxing environment with two lovers. (laughs) Wow. Well, this sounds like a sort of proposition
1: of sorts, but really it's an ad for our podcast. Wonderful. (laughs) It's a show we do here on Maximum
2: Fun where we talk about things that we like and things that we're into. I'm Rachel McElroy and you just heard Griffin McElroy and we are excited for you to join us as we talk about movies and music and books. Things like sneezing
1: or the idea of rain.
2: <laughs> <laughs> can you get news or information you can use? Absolutely so. you cannot because we're here to talk to you about pumpernickel bread. You can find new episodes on Wednesdays. So catch,
0: catch the wave. Hey, we we've got sponsors. You don't don't say that we don't because we do.
2: So we do have ads.
0: We do have ads, and, and we do have sponsors. We do have sponsors. We do have sponsors. We do have sponsors, and one of them <laughs> is Squarespace, which is uh you know websites. You've seen them on the internet. You know you know what they got to be built. They got to be constructed. They don't just come out of the air. And Squarespace is a, the all-in-one platform for building your brand and growing your business online. You can stand out with a beautiful website, engage with your audience, and sell anything, your products, content you create, and even your time through Squarespace. And I uh, actually I, I made a website for myself. I think it's called danmccoywriter.com. I use Squarespace. Um, Dan McCoy ride or <laughs> No writer. <laughs> oh. <laughs> My job is writing, can he, not can writing. Change or dying? It? I could. Why don't one of you listeners <laughs> can do Dan McCoy ride or <laughs> <laughs> and we'll see what happens. But um oh, I'm I'm now I'm scared <laughs> to see what happens, to watch what happens live. Um the point is <laughs> Andy Cohen. <laughs> I use Squarespace. <laughs> I found it very easy to use. I put together a site I was happy with, you know, in the course of an afternoon and it looks like I spent a lot more time on it than that. And uh, so I... Heartily endorse Squarespace. You can display posts from your social profiles on your website. You can automatically push website content to your favorite social media channels, so your followers can share it too. That makes life a lot easier. Sell your products or uh, on an online store, whether physical or digital. Squarespace has the tools you need to sell online, and you can use insights to grow your business. You can learn where your visits and sales are coming from. Use that info to analyze which channels are the most effective, improve your website, and build a marketing strategy based on your top keywords or most popular products and content. This sounds like a a boon for smart marketing. So you can go to squarespace.com slash flop for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch, use offer code flop, F-L-O-P, to save 10% 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain.
2: Now, Dan, I had an idea for a website, and I was wondering if Squarespace could help me. It's I called danmccoyrideordie.com. Oh, okay, yeah. <laughs> and, it's, and, and it's just a way to, to get you to ride different things, or you'll die. So wow. it could be anything from I, a giant pig to like a John Deere tractor, sure. you know, on top of a jumbo jet, <laughs> or maybe just a, like a, a big snake or a dolphin. So, uh, can Squarespace help me with setting up that website? Uh, I It, it can.
0: It kind of scares me. <laughs> I don't know about <laughs> it. Although, this sounds like a, a great, like, trying new sp- things can be scary, Dan. Speed style yeah. movie <laughs> where someone is like, yeah, sure. it's called Ride or Die, where you have to ride <laughs> various things or, or, or those things explode. Anyway,
2: it's <laughs> like Brewster's Millions. They're like, you have to, you can't use Rooster's your feet for a whole day. You <laughs> gotta ride Cogburn? things. <laughs> yeah. It's got, it's, yeah, Brewster Cogburn's Millions. <laughs> That's when uh, John Wayne dies and he says, says, well, partner, <laughs> if you can spend a million dollars in a week with nothing to show for it, then I'm going to give you 30 more million dollars. <laughs> that was Tom Brokaw as John Brokaw. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love it. I love it when the what stars What other sponsors come out. have we got?
1: Hey, <laughs> this podcast, The Flop House, is sponsored by BetterHelp. Now, if you're anything like me, you are going through it. Uh, whether it's doom scrolling, staying up too late, uh, body pains headaches, all the symptoms of stress just wearing you down and i have to say uh getting some regular therapy has been a really big help for me um it's helped me kind of uh, sort through things and uh, i've been seeing positive effects in basically every aspect of my life um <clears throat> BetterHelp uh, provides customized online therapy that offers video, phone, and even live chat sessions with your therapist. So you don't have to see anyone on camera if you don't want to. That is up to you. Uh, And it's also much more affordable than in-person therapy. So if you're thinking about giving uh, therapy a go, this might be a good way to dip your toe into that pool because uh, therapy uh, can be a little intimidating. There's a lot of choices. Um, So you can try and see if online therapy is for you. And maybe it'll help lower your stress. So what you need to do is, uh, if you're a Flophouse listener, you can get 10% off your first month at betterhelp.com slash flop. That's B-E-T-T-E-R-H-E-L-P dot com slash flop. Now, would BetterHelp help Dan to ride stuff that he might be <laughs> afraid of riding? It'll certainly help him deal
2: with why he's frightened of writing things. I'm yeah. guessing it's the, the, the death part. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, probably the death part. Anyway, uh, we have some Jumbotrons too. Well, what's this all about? Let's open up the Jumbotron mailbag and see what people want to say. Well, here's a message. It's promotional. And it goes like this. Bodega Box Office is a podcast about movies and the rappers who make them. With over 100 episodes, Bodega Box Office has only scratched the surface of the rap film canon. From classics like Juice to new stuff like T.I. and Marvel's Ant-Man to weird shit like the movie where E-40 and Big Daddy Kane fight vampire zombies. We've got something for everyone. Bodega Box Office is available wherever you get your podcasts. Bonus question for the peaches. Mm. Got a favorite rapper who acts? Absolutely. Her name's Debbie Harry. Uh-oh, favorite MC. <laughs> was an early, okay. what, was you, an early rap song. I'll give it to
0: you. So uncool by saying that. Though.
2: <laughs> I'll technically give it to you. Visit uh, bodegaboxoffice.com or search bodega box office in your podcast app. Dan, what about you? Rapper who I was gonna
0: say most Steph, although these days he doesn't rap that much, but
2: Okay. And you know me, it's got to be Cool As I Star, Vanilla Ice. Oh, man, and now we'll we've got in. another Jumbotron. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> this is a personal Jumbotron. This is for Graham, and it's from Rachel. And the message is, if you are wondering if your sister wants to wish you a happy birthday as you become the answer to life, the universe, and everything, then the words of the dad from Totoro, well, it looks that way to me. Maybe if we are lucky, the peaches will discuss how good the wrong guy is, even if neither Shelly nor Rob were impressed by it. And that's a nice birthday message. Yeah.
0: I like the wrong guy. It's got some very funny scenes. It, 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 Is that it, the one with the bill where he, a bit. Where he wakes parties, up but, in the hospital and yes. he like makes up? Yeah, that's great. <laughs> yeah. It's a good
2: show.
0: Yeah, that's a, that's a funny movie with Mr. Dave Foley.
2: Um I wanted to mention – I have a – I just want to mention also yeah. a personal – this is almost like a personal Jumbotron. Hey, Dan, uh-huh. actually, if people want to if people want to purchase Jumbotrons, where do they go to? Uh,
0: they go to MaximumFun.org slash Jumbotron. Makes uh, sense to And all me. the instructions are there. They make it real easy for people.
2: Excellent. And here's a personal Jumbotron from me. Uh, my second Maniac of New York series has now come to a close. Maniac of New York, the Bronx is burning number four, is on comic book store shelves now. So if you're waiting for all the issues to come out to pick them up – See if you can find them and go pick them up in comic stores now. Is there anyone still alive in New York? Uh, has the maniac left anybody alive? Oh, there's a lot. New York's a big city. There's lots of people left alive. We'll see if they survive, if there's a future series. oh mm. It'll have to become Maniac of Newark. <laughs> <laughs> you will get on the train and go, go, over to, go from New York Penn Station to Newark Penn Station. Ooh, almost as good. Mmm, what's going to happen? It's, it's a massacre down at the NJPAC. That's the Performing Arts Center. <laughs> hey, here,
0: here's the thing that we do. Yep. <laughs> we get letters from listeners. Mm-hmm. Listeners like you listening right now.
2: Here's the thing that we do. <laughs> which we get letters from listeners. Just a little thing that we do. Let's check our to-do list. There it is right there, getting letters. Let's cross it off. What's after that? Take out the garbage. Mm. We'll do that when the episode's done. Or maybe I'll do it now before I forget. (laughs) Let's pull this bag out of the larger garbage can and we tie it up. Oh, it's dripping. Put it outside. Oh, gross. Oh, oh, disgusting. Oh, the bag broke. Oh, there's garbage all over (laughs) the floor. You know what? I'll clean this up later. Let's get to the letters. This happens so infrequently
0: now; it's almost, almost a treat. <laughs> this is
2: from I, did, what? Dan. Should I have done a sexier letters song for the sexy movie we did yes. today? Yes,
0: I don't think it's possible that you could have done a sexier <laughs> one than that.
2: Correct answer.
0: <laughs> this is for Chris. This is from Chris. Last name withheld.
2: Oh, it's not for
0: Chris. Um, Chris writes, "Dear floppy boys." Yep, I recently watched a 2020 movie called The Marksman. In it, Liam Neeson helps a boy who crossed over the Mexican border after his mother was killed by the cartel because she had their money. He has to help him get to his relatives while being chased by the cartel. It's a serious movie, and not a bad one either, but one detail just kept bothering me and took me out of the story. Liam Neeson's character is named Jim Henson. I kept hoping I was mishearing his name, but it was repeated enough times that I'm sure it's right. From then on, I could only imagine Liam Neeson and Gonzo on a road trip to Chicago <laughs> trying to escape the Mexican cartel and shooting bad guys in the head. Have I you watched ever, that movie. Have you ever seen a movie like this? A movie that had just one strange character name or some other detail like this that takes you out of the movie? Also, which Muppet do you think could most easily avoid being hunted by the cartel? Thanks for making the show. It keeps me laughing through the hard times. Stay floppy.
2: Well, I'll tell you who would have the hardest time to hide from the cartel is New Zealand because mm. he's just easy to find. He's throwing fish all the time. You just mm-hmm. follow the trail of fish. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, but they come back to him. Like he oh, throws yeah, them. You're but right. they, he can, just, Let me change my answer. Okay. He'd be
2: the easiest one. He'd get away from that cartel, yeah, New yeah. Zealand, because <laughs> there's no trail of fish Smack after that. Smack him with fish.
0: I feel yeah.
1: like Sam the Elliot would have a tough time because Sam he Sam the Elliot? Sam the Elliot <laughs> oh
2: god Famous uh, Muppet character Sam god, the Elliot I Yep it. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Alex you gotta edit this whole chunk out No
2: No oh, No like you keep it dick. in You all, you all remember you, you all remember every Muppet scene ends with Sam the Elliot coming out and going You are not real cowboys That's not how <laughs> yeah. we did it
0: Yeah oh, Stop yeah,
2: it. I feel like such a moron Stop kissing <laughs> Stop. each other Stop Stop right now! <laughs> um, real cowboys don't hang out with snouts and sing the uh, Menomina song. Uh, uh, so, same the eagle. Uh, yeah,
1: I don't. I'm done. I'm. I'm giving up
0: yeah. on it. <laughs> uh, let's answer the real question. Um, sure. I don't. I like. There's no. I, I. I am sure. I. There are definitely times when this happens specifically with names in movies. But
2: well, there's. I was gonna say that in the movie. Um, in the movie, uh, Nothing Sacred, which uh-huh. is a very funny screwball comedy, uh, there's a character in it named Oliver Stone, and his name gets mentioned a lot. Mm. And so it's like, obviously they weren't they did not know there was going to be a famous director named Oliver I know Stone. you mentioned
0: yeah. Homer Simpson in the past with uh was that Dave the Locust? The day of the locust.
2: Yeah, Dave the Locust, one of the main characters is named Homer Simpson. And he <laughs> he's such a sad sad character. And at times it's hard not to imagine Homer Simpson from The Simpsons in that role. But it's yeah. not, it does he's not like a he's not like a loud dumb guy. Now you speaking
0: know. of the Muppets, uh, of course, in It's a Wonderful Life, they have the characters Ernie and Bert, who like talk, or they're like cops or at least one of them's a cop, uh, and they're like hanging out together, they're buddies, and there's the urban legend that that inspired the names of, of the Muppets. It's not true. Uh, they're unrelated, but it does make it hard to watch It's Wonderful Life now without thinking of uh, those Muppets.
1: Yeah, and playing uh, the Star Wars Jedi Knight games and you're playing a character named Kyle. That seems weird.
0: Kyle? This <laughs> is yeah. like a bad name for a Star Wars thing?
1: Yeah, Kyle Katarn. Seems like a funny yeah. name I mean, for a fucking K- Jedi. I just life. thought it
2: was weird that Kyle Katarn became a Jedi <laughs> when I know him from the Dark Forces game and it seemed a little convenient that this guy who before was just kind of a rebel soldier and were like merc- or like mercenary whatever mm-hmm. is now a Jedi knight. Hmm,
1: interesting.
0: That's what
2: people want to do though. You don't wanna, you want to play a Jedi. You don't want to play just some chump. Yeah. Okay. I don't know. That game, I loved that game, Dark Forces, and I especially liked that. There's this one level where uh, you're planting bombs and a ju- and a big robot comes out to kill you. And I didn't know that you're supposed to defeat that robot. And every time I played it when I was a teenager, I just ran the hell out of the board and just went back through the entire level uh-huh. before the bombs went off. Uh-huh. And I won. Oh, that's great. You didn't great. have to fight that robot. Oh, you could great. just run away.
1: There's also a level in uh, Dark Forces Two Jedi Knight where you're on like a on like a ship that is slowly crashing, and the whole level like shifts a bunch. Uh, it's pretty cool.
2: That's a cool idea. You know, there's a great game. So I'm glad he's a Jedi. Anyway, Kyle, great name for a Jedi. Yeah, and in uh, uh, Dark Forces Two Jedi Knight, it's technically a movie
1: because it has live action cutscenes. Uh, I don't think that makes <laughs> it technically a movie.
0: Like- <laughs> <laughs> it's not technically. Um. Let's move on to the the next and final letter. This is from Rue, last name withheld. McClanahan. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, Well, it's spelled like uh, Rue from Winnie the Pooh.
2: Oh, that's who it is then. Yeah. Uh, Dearest Floppers. I apologize. I didn't hear the spelling when you said it. (laughs) I (laughs) I want Rue to get proper
0: credit. Dearest Floppers, I understand that I'm pretty late to respond here. But some things are important enough that they need to be addressed no matter the delay. In episode number 317, fellow listener Willie L, parentheses Loman), who admittedly (laughs) never lived in the city, had some pretty negative things to say about the city of Topeka. In the episode, Dan chuckled about how mad listeners from Topeka must be while Elliot posited that the letter was a little uninformed. Well, as someone who does, in fact, live in the city, let me clear up some misconceptions. Oh, great. Elliot is completely off base. This letter writer knew exactly what they were talking about. There is no good side of Topeka. Dan was also wrong with this assessment that Topeka listeners would be upset. In fact, once the letter brought up the terrible city that I call home and proceeded to tear it to shreds, I was laughing as hard, if not harder, than Dan. Once this email is finished, I'm going to figure out how to snag a soundbite of just the letter and send it to all my friends and family that are stuck here with me and we can have a good laugh together. Stewart is the only one who was headed in the sort of right direction, as is so often the case with Stewart. He hypothesized that Topeka is where tapioca pudding is produced, and, and there are a lot of food product factories in the area. A good handful of them are pet food, but one brand in particular does produce refrigerated desserts that are ostensibly for humans. Uh. It's not tapioca, but rather Reese's Pistachio Delight, quote, mm. a unique dessert featuring nuts... Pineapple and marshmallows in a creamy whipped dressing. Picture attached so you can appreciate the uniqueness more fully. I'm putting it up to the. <laughs> let me
2: see that. Let me see what it's sounds It's kind of like fine. an
0: ambrosia salad that's pistachio centered. And that's not Topeka. I'm gonna- that's, or wait, tapioca? No, it's not tapioca. What did I say? Mm, I mean, it's from Topeka. It's not tapioca. Tapioca? Tapioca is the pudding, the thing that's in pudding. It's not. That's a itself. place where people and, live? No. Topeka and Topeka is, the place. is where they have the, the bodega. Oh, God. What did the I say? acting vocal
2: exercise. <laughs> you said,
0: uh, uh, anyway, thanks so much for your time. <laughs> it's all, I always enjoy listening, and it's helped me find some great good bad movies to uh, make my brother watch with me. But even more importantly, it's wonderful that you're using your platform to share important truths with any possible travelers through the American Midwest. To paraphrase Willie L., if you find yourself in Topeka, I, re- I recommend the following activities. Just keep driving until you reach Lawrence. Seriously, Rue, last name withheld,
2: Topeka Citizen.
0: So that was a, you know, wow, an important. Wow, ripped
2: from the headlines. Important I did not, public service announcement. I, I, don't, I don't know why my my fortune teller, when I went to see her, didn't predict that this year, the uh, Flophouse would become the the site for a battle <laughs> between the, those who love and those who hate Topeka. yeah. Seems unlikely. Well, do you have do you have hot takes or cold takes on Topeka? Let's call them Topeka takes or Take Pekas. Right into the flop house and tell us your take on Topeka, because that's apparently what we do now.
0: Mm, take a peek at Topeka takes. Tapioca. In fact,
2: I'm gonna introduce a motion. I'm introducing a motion. I know the meeting is over, but I'm I'm reconvening the meeting. I'm gonna introduce a motion at the beginning. We say this is a podcast where we talk about how people feel about Topeka. Who would like to second that motion?
1: I'd like to second. Oh God!
2: Okay, great. All in favor of adopting that as the new uh, opening motto? Say I. 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 Okay. All against? Say nay.
0: <laughs> wow. I. You know what? I'm always going to lose because uh, there's a voting the vo- block well, here. It, you're
2: always going to lose if you <laughs> if you don't vote with the with the winners. What <laughs> happens when you're on so the wrong side of history, I, you know. <laughs> Okay. Voting is now closed. The motion has I passed. Uh, the opening <laughs> motto is now Welcome to Flophouse, a podcast where we talk about what people think about Topeka. <laughs>
0: I am working for the good of the, of the institution.
2: You didn't even vote, Dan. Yeah. You threw your vote away. Yeah, You didn't even make a protest vote. Classic
0: fight. Congress move.
2: Okay. okay, so what do we do yeah. now,
0: Dan? Uh, now we're going to do recommendations uh, of movies that – we liked. I mean, you know, maybe you I got all fucking horned one, up but.
1: watching Deep Water, and you want to watch another movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Watch <laughs> one of these shits.
0: <laughs> so here's uh, my recommendation. I actually made a few notes because this is a little different. Oh, um, okay. So <laughs>
2: can't wait to find out what it is. Listeners,
0: listeners have uh, heard me reference that I I do a bad movie uh, online uh, streaming uh, thing with 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 friends, some of whom internet friends who I hadn't met in person. Yeah,
1: dictates our podcasting schedule. Every.
2: Uh, no, that's, that's a different thing. <laughs> no, that's his trivia night. That's my trivia that night. trivia night, which is sacrosanct and cannot be interrupted or moved. I, I mean, it's all
0: seems to have worked out fine, but anyway. Um, so no, I have a, a group that watches bad movies and, um, one of the members of this group, Lindsay Dindenberg, uh, directed a movie called Video Diary of a Lost Girl. And she was, uh, I, I I can't remember whether she lives in town already. I think she flew in. She, like, so the co-writer definitely flew in. Um, like, people from out of town were here for this screening at the Nighthawk Prospect Park. Uh, a bunch of people who are in this group uh, who are in the New York area came out. I got to meet a lot of people for the first time in person. So, it was nice. We're all there to uh, support Lindsay. Uh, and this was being screened. In large part because it was our its tenth anniversary of screening in New York City at the 92Y Tribeca years ago, where it was programmed by uh, Christina Cacciopo. Who Christina Cacciopo is our friend Superstar. who used to uh, program us at the 92Y Tribeca as well. And if you ever see. Uh, mostly stewing me now, since Elliot's not in town. Uh, present movies. It's because Christina has uh-huh. asked us. If you to come see on. somebody
1: frustratedly trying to explain how to use a microphone to us, <laughs> it's probably Christina. that's Christina. Yeah. <laughs> but
0: um, uh, <laughs>
1: somebody who has a look on her face like that, she does not have one second for these shenanigans. <laughs>
0: she uh, <laughs> yeah,
2: a look that says enough with the bits. We have a schedule to keep. Yeah,
0: but she loved Video Diary of the Lost Girl when she saw it first uh, 10 years ago. She programmed it at the Nighthawk uh, recently. If you uh, subscribe to Screen Slate, uh, she did an interview with the director and co-writer, same person, Lindsay. Uh, and um, so if you, you, you can look that up on Screen Slate if you're curious about it. But it's a horror romance. It's about a succubus. It's done in this kind of like video collage sort of – fake style if um you know uh what's his face uh guy madden instead of like mm-hmm. drawing on old movies was drawing on like straight to video it feels kind of like Wee herman and liquid television collaborated on a remake of liquid sky uh it's kind of like forbidden zone but uh not betty boop cartoons old horror movies uh anyway If that gives you kind of an idea, it's a very unique style. There's a lot of clips online, including the trailer. If you want to look up video Diary of Lost Girl, that would give an idea of the look of the movie. Uh, We all enjoyed it a heck of a lot, not just because, you know, this is someone that we've socialized with. It was a a really entertaining, unique uh, movie that does not have distribution currently. So I'm, for whatever it's worth this podcast (laughs) and my recommendation in particular, if anyone out there works for a distribution label, a a curated streaming service, anything that could, uh, put this movie out, I would be happy to connect you with, uh, Lindsay. I I couldn't find her website before this, but I can, uh, or else I just point you at it. But, um, if you write the Flophouse podcast at gmail.com, I can connect you up with a subject line referencing video diary of a lost girl, uh, i she also i wasn't able to get in touch with her before taping today but there's also like uh a um what do you call it uh, a mailing list for if news comes out about where you can see it so i will put that in the notes for this show once i get that information but uh it's a very interesting movie that's what, so that's my
2: I like that Dan's t- tipping his toe into activism a little bit. Making a difference. <laughs> film film yeah. activism. Film activism. factivism. He's uh, like John Oliver. Yeah, yeah, that's that's a lot of what I, – I think they're very similar people. <laughs> um, I'm going to recommend – Dan does spend a lot of time yelling at, at fake people that he's created that just exist in one still image. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Man, yeah. Game, <laughs> set, match, <laughs> Elliot Kaylin. I, I guess that was a burn. Mm-hmm. I don't even
1: know. not descriptive to a- me.
2: Just a descriptive comparison. Yeah. Uh, but, Stuart, you have a movie to
1: recommend. I and am going to recommend a movie. I don't think there's a cause unless the cause is watching this movie. I'm going to <laughs> uh, stick with the trend of thrillers that have a slightly erotic angle. Mm. I'm going to recommend an animated movie called Perfect Blue, uh, directed by uh, Satoshi Kon. Um, it is a uh, movie from the 90s. Uh, and it is about a young pop star who decides to give that up, uh, so that she can pursue a career in acting. Um, but her fan base does not want her to, her agent does not want her to, and she kind of struggles with her decision all the while, uh, some, uh, mysterious murders seem to be, uh, occurring around her and she can't tell, uh, if, if she's to blame or involved in some way, uh, it's gorgeously animated. It perfectly predicts how creepy dudes will use the internet to harass women. Uh, it's, uh, a
2: great thriller and I recommend it. Perfect blue. I'm going to recommend a movie that's kind of the opposite of a thriller. Uh, this is a movie that I mentioned in our last mini Uh, and, but I, and I was like, I think I might recommend this and I'm going to, and it's called, I was a simple man. Uh, and it's directed by Christopher Makoto Yogi, uh, and, uh, stars mostly, uh, not super well-known people, but, uh, but Constance Wu is in it, uh, from many things, but, uh, it's a movie about a, uh, an old man lives in Hawaii and he has in many ways kind of, Wasted his life. It's misspent. He has children and he has a very bad relationship with, him, with them. Uh, his wife, who play, is played by Constant Wu, Constance Wu died uh, when they were relatively young and ever since then he's still left lived in this kind of haze of kind of wasting himself out of grief. And this movie takes place kind of over the last week or few weeks of his life as he knows he is dying. His family knows he's dying. And they're all kind of processing that information in different kind of partly realistic and partly poetic ways and almost experiencing their memories as if they're happening all around them at the same time and interacting with past people in their lives and the ghost or the memory of his of his long lost wife uh in in the real time that they're living in right now and it's a very like it's a i'll warn you ahead of time it is a slow movie it's a mostly very tranquil movie but it's Gorgeously beautiful, and I found it really, really moving. Uh, and there was a sort of cumulative effect to it where um, it felt like the movie was kind of unfolding in its own kind of slow way and uh, revealing different things to me if I was paying close attention to it. And there are some very um, almost surreal images in it, and there's some very uh, moving scenes in it, uh, and just seeing how how people... Uh, Move through the end of their lives or experience the end of someone else's life. And uh, I thought it was really great. Uh, for people who have the Criterion channel, it's on there right now, or I'm sure it's on uh, DVD. It came out last year in 2021. Uh, and it's called I Was a Simple Man. Sounds great. That's three recommendations, all thrillers. <laughs> all. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, super this is, sexy. Again, it's kind of for, for a movie about a man who's dying and there's a ghost in it, it is very much <laughs> not a thriller. But. Mm-hmm. Uh, hey, guys, that brings us to the end of another episode
0: of The Flophouse, which is the thing that you're listening to. Yep. How do you like my sentence constructions? I love it. <laughs> it's yeah, the the sentence enough. construction yummy, yummy. is less
2: worrying than the, than the delivery. <laughs> it really feels like you're, you're pushing real hard to get to the end of each of those sentences. <laughs> if you have a
0: moment, why not go to iTunes, leave us a review to help spread the word about the show. You know, uh, yeah, remember the good times.
2: To, to, you know. <laughs> Focus on the positive. And remember, if you've got thoughts about Topeka, write to us, share them with us, tweet at us. That's what we're here for. Yeah, that's our new, that's <laughs> that's, our new pivot. Well, I wouldn't say that's what we're here for,
0: but it's, a, it's
2: one of I mean, many it's in the things.
0: Show notes. That's but, why
2: we're on this earth, Dan. That's yeah. our place in God's plan. Well, a lot I of people so. don't ever learn it, but <laughs> now gotta, we know what ours is.
0: Evangelize about Topeka not being good, apparently. Hey, can, <laughs> or if it is good. <laughs> yeah, I mean, other people might feel differently. Follow the Flophouse pod on Twitter,
2: we're going to have to do a live show in Topeka at some point, bring this to a head and find out for ourselves, yeah. do some fact-finding.
0: We're also, and we'll see whether we're, gonna be we're doing welcomed a fucking at the live train station or two
2: <laughs> and run Topeka. out of town train station. Wait, so we're taking the train to Topeka? Because you're coming I'm from New man, York. I'm a man. I mean, like, I, come from I, saw, Los Angeles. I
0: saw the Music Man recently, the revival, and I guess I just sort of am I'm imagining, yeah, rolling into Topeka, you know, like we're in the <laughs> opening number of the Music Man uh, talking mm-hmm. about. How he doesn't know the territory. The Flophouse Podcast on Instagram (laughs) is another place you can find us. Also, youtube.com slash the Flophouse Podcast. If you want merch, it's at flophousepodcast.com. There's a merch tab there. We're a member of Maximum Fun. Go to MaximumFun.org to check out the other great podcasts on the network. Mm -hmm. And lastly, thank you to our producer, Alex Smith. He is at HowellDotty on Twitter. You probably don't know how to spell that, but if you Google it, I bet you'll get it. He's the best in the biz. See what point. he's up to. He's He's got a, a, a good band, a funny band, as well as our thing and a podcast, a lot of stuff. Yeah, he's great. Uh, <laughs> anyway.
2: Don't give the names of any of those things, Dan. We're not no, providing I free advertising. I, I think Just he, hint enough I think that the audience needs to seek about
0: podcast recently. Is this true? It was fast track. Now is it like explosion or we're going
1: to find out when he writes us an angry text message yeah yeah yeah.
2: (laughs) says thanks for the support not thanks for
1: for the plug (laughs) kind (laughs)
2: of thanks for the advertisement confused emoji (laughs) (laughs) i mean if you go to at
0: on twitter as i suggested all of this will be laid forth before you (laughs) Yeah, anyway. yeah, it's like, like Easter, piece. it's like, it's
1: like Easter eggs in a
0: movie. You want yeah. your, you want your audience to if really the have audience to put the audience works for it in. a little bit, then they
1: don't appreciate it more, or, value. you know?
2: I'm, yeah, yeah, that's true. I get yeah. it. I get it, dude. You're cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's Guys, why whenever guys, my, real
1: quick. When, Dan's cool. Okay, <laughs> chill out. Oh, yeah, he's real cool. Chill the, the fuck cool. out. This is why
2: whenever my kids have a question, I only answer in the form of a rebus. Yeah. <laughs> so they got to uh, earn that answer. Uh-huh.
0: If anyone ever tries the Socratic method on me, I am so angry right away. I'm like, <laughs> just tell me. Do not put it in a form of a question, please. Uh, anyway. Don't try to engage
2: me. Just deliver information Just give to me, me the information. I will do my just best. Just pour the information into my ears or eyes. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like an function of a Montebank. Um,
0: <laughs> hey, thanks for listening. Um, for the flop house, I've been Dan McCoy. Oh boy, it's me,
1: Stuart Wellington. Apologizing from the bottom of my heart, it's Elliot Kalen. And boom, nailed it. best episode. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I remember the first time I I came in contact with the phrase cream my jeans. I'm glad you
1: finished that sentence.
0: It was an ad <laughs> yeah. for like porn in the back of an old national lampoon. It uh-huh. had <laughs> the phrase <laughs> cream your jeans.
2: I feel like that's a very Dan situation to be perusing the porn ad- ads in the back of an old Harvard lampoon. <laughs> yeah. Whereas mine would probably be like Googling like Myrna Loy stag film mm-hmm. to see if that existed, yeah. And me, yeah. me, me, me boys, was finding we'll some, cream
1: jeans. Me was finding a discarded <laughs> dirty magazine by the uh, train tracks
2: <laughs> out in the woods. Yeah,
0: <laughs> sorry, cream your dungarees, mm-hmm. dungarees. Yeah, yeah well, people say. didn't
2: even wear dungarees that much then, unless they were farmers. So it'd be kind of like what whacking your slacks. Okay. Yep.
0: Let's. And now we're actually. <laughs> we,
2: well, come on, boys! This will make you wowzer in your trousers. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs>